With your host, Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Alright, this is gonna be so good. 95.9 FM, 610 the Sports Animal. The cream of the crop! And talkabq.com. Turn it up! Turn it up! Good morning, good brothers. Good morning, Van. Morning, Freddie. How you be? Feel good. Look pretty good. Put a quarter zip on today. The quarter zip is very sharp. It's chilly. I'm not a quarter zip guy, but you rock it well, my friend. As far as accessories for not quite sure if it's casual or formal wear, the quarter zip can go distance. One thing you do do well, Fred, is you got that, uh, you pull the sleeves up a little bit, you pull your dress shirt underneath. Yeah. You rock it well. I So what I do is I try to dress uh, Ellen DeGeneres circa 2008. Hey, that's my haircut. Yeah. yeah. So that's my look for fitting into the workplace. Good morning, Michael Vital. How are you? Pretty good. How are you? Feeling good. I and like your quarter zip. Thank you. It's Eddie Bauer. I'm not one to brag, but if I'm going to put a name brand out there. It's going to be one as prestigious and lovely and beautiful as Eddie Bauer. Like your REI uh, Bauer. <laughs> My second vehicle was an Eddie Bauer Explorer. Oh, okay. You remember that, like, mid-90s? Like today's varsity. Clothing companies used to sponsor cars. Today's uh, Branding varsity. is today's... <laughs> okay. Bes- besides my Prius, that was probably my favorite car ever. And I've had a Mustang, and that Eddie Bauer Explorer was my favorite. Today's varsity, you ready? The varsity of me peaking too early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you physically and socially peaking too early. Yep. Uh, it's going to be a starter car. Your first time car is today's varsity. Okay. So today's varsity, your, your first car. So let's get it from the listener. 505-246-0610. Today's varsity. First cars. I like that one. Conference basketball week, Van. That was nice. Nice to watch the kids go hard. I tried looking up the statistic on how many games were canceled due to COVID-19 this year. It's so high, I couldn't see it. It's so many games have been canceled. They like wouldn't fit on the computer screen? Uh, no, there's people stop counting. Oh. Got your Blue Bloods Duke, and then Kentucky is bounced from the tournament. Now they gone. you got Kansas because of COVID. They gone. So congratulations to Butler on finally getting that national championship. I don't <laughs> Okay. I don't know who will. Don't know who will. I've been listening to a little college basketball on the radio. I love college basketball on the radio. I love anything on the radio that has to do with Rob Portnoy. Side note, voice of an angel. Same. Uh, but I've been listening to some like conference basketball on the radio, and it's so weird during COVID. There's like no cheering, no yelling from the crowd. It's all just sneaker noises. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy. It's just an hour and a half. <laughs> Not the tournament. There'll be fans there. We're talking a little bit about NFL free agency today. Obviously, we'll break down all the Major League Baseball teams that have fans on opening day. Opening day is like two weeks away, Vital. Can't wait, Brewers, all the way. Can't wait. It's more like two and a half weeks. I'm bad at math. I think the the Cardinals are going to win that NL Central, but anyhow, the Brewers will be better than the Cubs, I hope. Why did you mispronounce World Series and call it the NL Central? Watch out for the Reds. In the NL Central. We'll get to that later. Says we'll everyone get... every year. Literally. No, no, they don't. I would never say that every year. 
NBA, we're going to recap the All-Star game. Joel Embiid, he okay? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, MRI you watch the clip? Negative. Yeah. Oof. Oof. He got lucky. And I've you've never been a big boy. I'm a big boy. Like when you're I'm a big boy compared to smaller people. I don't know if you know that. Yes, compared to children. Yeah. <laughs> is that that's that dang cook joke, right? Like if I if I went back and played little league now, I'd rake. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yes. Well, if it's a Dane Cook joke, it was probably someone else's joke first. So it's probably a Louis C.K. joke. That's nice. <laughs> or a Joe Rogan joke. Who knows? You're, are you thinking of Carlos Mencia? I am not thinking of Carlos Mencia. I never think of Carlos Mencia. Are you thinking of Amy Schumer? <laughs> They're both guilty. And Sia's guilty of taking other people's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dane Cook as well. They all and are. Amy Schumer. Yeah, really, really. There's not an original joke anymore. What are you talking about? Come have on. You, have you listened to our show? Yeah, well, yeah. We, this show is we, a joke. Yeah. Three hours of it. <laughs> Don Rickles has said famously, I've told every joke there's ever to tell. You're like, yes, Don. Because hmm. you, you, I mean, this is more of a quantity than quality kind of thing, but yes. Anthony Oh, uh, What's the deal with airplane food? <laughs> That's. There's your angle, right? Mm-hmm. There's a couple guys who are so carrot top. Like, who else is ever going to do it as well as Carrot Top? Carrot Top's it? your go-to? You, you ever see Carrot Top even come close? He does props. <laughs> How'd Gallagher make watermelons funny? I I used to go hard on Gallagher yes. when I was a kid. I used to love that. How many of and us? I grew up. 505-246, if you've ever smashed a watermelon outside with something. Because Yes. Bobcat Goldthwait. Like, there's some guys that, Larry the Cable Guy, there's some guys that do it their own way. They're very funny. But to be fair. To be fair. Be fair. Not Dane Cook. He was he was not one of them boys. No. Also, I believe that Dane Cook reference is now like 15 years old. Which one? Everything he's ever done. I can't, I if we were to sit here and be like, when's the last time? I would tell you 2005. He had a really high peak, though. Yes, I agree. He was super famous for like three years. Like the most famous person on the planet for like three years. Like three strong years. And then crashed super hard. We got a good interview today, Vital, at 10 a.m. Tamaris Montano. She is the new assistant coach for the Albuquerque Aardvarks, and that's a men's rugby team, rugby club. Sure. So Had him on the show. Yeah. So friends, friends of the show, friends in real life. Tamaris, uh, she's breaking barriers and doing some cool stuff, and she's going to come on and talk about uh, ladies in coaching positions. Sweet. Coaching the boys. Sweet. So I'm excited about that. We're going to do that at 10 a.m. Thank you, the Aardvarks, for allowing us to do that. Are you sure that's how you pronounce her name? No. What would you say? No, I didn't say anything. But you're famous for butchering our guest names. That's not true. I just, I just want you to make sure you start checking I thought it was, with new people. If it's not Tamaris, I'm going to be embarrassed. Okay. What do you believe it to be? I, it sounds right. I believe that. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying, did you check? I didn't. It, it was not sent to me phonetically. Okay. Like, <laughs> I just have the press release. I get these press releases, Vital, and I'm like, that is interesting. I would like to talk to that individual. NBA um, Hall of Fame class came out. We talk about that. It's gonna be a good sports day. 
You want to talk sports on our sports show, finally? <laughs> yes. Okay, we will. It's a big deal to me. Everything outside of why did ESPN decide to put NHL on it? Why not? The numbers bear it out. No. Yeah. Did, were they not listening to the show last week? Stop trying to make fetch happen, ESPN. <laughs> fetch is not a thing, Vital. ESPN, though. Come on, guys. You could have had cornhole. Yeah. You could have had bowling. Cornhole, disc golf, double Billards. Feature. <laughs> Billards? I'd watch billiard. billiards. Billiards? Billiards. Billiards. Just call it pool if you want. What's the one that's not crocheting, but you play it with a mallet and a ball? Not crochet, but croquet. croquet. Is Thank that you. what you're saying? Yeah, croquet. <laughs> that's a good one. I'd watch any of those things. What's the one with Ralph Lauren? Uh, polo, of polo. course. Yeah, polo yeah. on horses. I'd watch that. I'd watch if they're on robots. I think that's the future of polo, isn't it? I'd watch water polo. You ride a robot around? Hockey. What's your beef with hockey? How terrible it is. It's popular. It's, it's, <laughs> what? It's, it's, that's why the, the number one ESPN network took it back. Because they talked about the the ratings that they lost. I mean, hockey has grown. The last time they had it was when ESPN two had just started, and they needed filler sports on the Ocho. And they're bringing it back because they're hurting ratings. Are well. they? So, yeah. Are they? I didn't know they were. Yeah, hurting. NHL. Oh. NHL is the best. It's, it's, it's a regional sport. That's the difference. In person, hockey in person is phenomenal. Any other format, I agree. I'm out. Five zero five two four six zero six ten. Hockey fan. Call and berate us for not liking hockey. I was at uh, I was at O'Neill's yesterday. You ever been? It's like a little sure. pub. It's nice. It's really nice. Yeah. Okay. So there's one. I think there's two, but the one I was at was in the Heights. Okay. Never been to that one. Oh my gosh! It's tr- the patio game's strong. Okay. Okay. So as I'm sitting on the patio, because on a beautiful spring day, what else am I going to do for lunch? Sure. Here's what they had to eat: grilled cheese, macaroni and cheese. Say that again? Yes. Okay. So it's a grilled cheese macaroni and cheese. It's grilled a cheese grilled sandwich? cheese sandwich stuffed with macaroni and cheese. Yes. Okay. Oh, wow. I think, the, I think the bread is a little extraneous, but sure. Texas toast? Texas toast. And they gave you a little dippy boy of tomato soup with it. Oh, okay. And I right. was- Now you got- now I'm in yeah, now. That's, Never yeah. mind. I'm back in. So I'm as happy as any individual has ever been while eating my grilled cheese macaroni and cheese and tomato soup. Sitting next to me, okay? So as I'm sitting eating, in walks uh, two gentlemen. Okay. And they both um, conservatively in their 70s, realistically early 80s, okay? One wearing a Chicago Cubs hat. Okay. One wearing a New York Rangers hat. And I sitting there wearing a St. Louis Cardinals hat. Okay. And here's how this conversation starts. These two boys... Hey, look at that Cardinals fan over there. (laughs) And it just starts. And I hear him from a distance. Hey, Bob Gibson, he ruined the game. (laughs) I'm like, what? And they're like, like, yeah, I had a Stan Musial glove when I was a kid, threw it away. (laughs) So these two old men who have no clue who I am, their names are Tom and Jeff. I met them. So they are razzing me as hard as I've ever been razzed. And I'm just trying to sit and eat a lunch. Sure. And they're... They're attacking St. Louis Cardinals because the guy's a Cubs fan, right? So he's like, uh, he's, he's a- been doing this, yes, <laughs> for twice as long as you've been alive. 
You're not going to win that one, Fred. Could not. And <laughs> and of course, I know a little bit. I live in this world, right? Sure. So as I'm so, like, I start firing back, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, hey, no, Jeremy Roenick jokes here, guys. You know, whatever. And I'm going, and they're like, they won't stop. They're relentless. They're and they'll they'll like lean away to like talk or or take a bite of their macaroni and cheese, grilled cheese, and they'll lean back and be like, uh, <laughs> Miss Albert Pools, huh? And I'm like, what? What? So they started. So they would like start telling me stories about like going to Wrigley Field or going to like Shea Stadium because the one guy was from me. Anyways, best little lunch I had had like since COVID started. Like That's nice, it was nice. And I almost wanted to be because obviously we were socially distanced, but I almost wanted to be for, like from afar, be like, I got the vaccine, it's safe. Uh, <laughs> like, tell me more stories. Come sit with me, Harold. Yeah, <laughs> keep keep razzing me, you grumpy old men. So they were too fun. So what? I, like I said, go get the grilled macaroni and cheese and cheese over at the O'Neills. They're not a. They're not an official endorser of the show. I just that's an unpaid endorsement. I very much enjoy them. Doing a lot of patios since the weather broke. A hundred percent. Me too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm go- still. I'm still scared of going indoors. It's <sighs> uncomfortable. You've had the shot. Yeah. You got the shot last week. Me and you together, buddy. We went together. Yeah. How'd you feel? Did you get any of the did you get any of the lingerings, any of the side effects? Well, okay, what I've heard, and this is anecdotal evidence, that the second shot gets you real good. You're out for like three days. The first one, my shoulder hurt. Yeah. My shoulder was very sore. Mine was also sore, but I and I even did windmills before. <laughs> I like really tried to open it up. And then fatigue the next day. I was very tired. I needed a nap. I took a nap. A nap and a big meal, and yeah. I was fine. I tell you, you and I went to the Y that following Monday morning. So we got the shot on Saturday after the show. Correct. Did the show. Correct. Directly to get the shot. Correct. And then Mon- like Sunday was like a recovery day, I really from Correct. the shot. Yeah, yeah. Like I napped. Same. Then you and I went to the Y on Monday morning. Correct. For our routine of going to the Y every morning. We're getting very good at that. We, we, are, we are now to the point where people are saying hello to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the fellowship that I yearn for sure. at my health club. And by the way, I know we talk, I don't even know if we've talked about this on air. The Y is a dollar a day. Yes. That's what the Y cost. They're giving it away. They're giving the Y away. And it is exponentially nicer than I expected. And I expected it to be pretty nice. It's insanely nice. Yeah. And it's set up in a way that is like safe and comfortable. Sure. Anyways, so we go to the Y that Monday morning. A little stretchy boy, a little inversion table, hit the bike, move some weight. I was back to 100%. Yeah. I was back to a hundo. Sure. Feels good. Good little weekend. That's how I felt about it. Last weekend. Watch the All-Star game. It, my favorite thing about the Y. Yes. Not the facilities. Okay. It's the people. It's the fellowship, I'm telling you. Big shout out to Albert. Big shout out to Esteen. Just the two nicest people on earth, and we get to hang out with them every morning. You're, so Esteen is the front desk gal. That is correct. She, if you show up at the Y from the opening minutes of 530 in the morning to whatever time she leaves mid-morning or early afternoon, she greets you with a smile. Yep. And a little squirty boy watery bottle, spray bottle yep. thing. It's not water though. What's in it? Disinfectant? Sure. And she's like, go get it today, boys. I'm yeah. like, yes. Esteen. It doesn't matter like, how bad your morning was. Mm-hmm. You got stuck in rush hour traffic on the way to the Y. At 5.30? Maybe you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Maybe somebody cut you off driving. Maybe you didn't like mm-hmm. the way WandaVision ended or whatever. Correct. And you walk into the Y, 
and you get to say hi to Esteen. She is just a beacon of love and kindness. Anyways, check out the why. I know we say it a lot. I don't have the contact information in front of me. I should have pulled it up, but check out the why. Go down to the why. Say, you heard it from your boys. And by the way, we're about to do some cool projects with the why. Yeah. Got some community stuff going on. The normalcy thing is a big deal to me. Like, specifically as it relates to sports. But, like, the return to the like the pre-COVID normal. Let's talk more about that as Major League Baseball has announced what teams will have fans in their stands on opening day. Dave and Busters presents ABQ Central Live from the Talk ABQ studio powered by Nanix Copinion Coffee. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Back on the program. It's a sports show today. What do you know? A lot of football to talk about. A lot of NBA to talk about. We're going to talk about the Tiger Woods documentary. Oh, for sure. Yeah, HBO Max put that out. You see how you have Vital? Yeah. We'll talk about that. Okay. You got all the way through it, right? I did. Okay. Yeah. I'm halfway. I finished part one. I uh, Similar to Tiger Woods, I usually become addicted. <laughs> so I became addicted to it. Um, Tiger Woods was... It was good. I mean, we'll get into it at length, but it was... I mean, HBO Sports doesn't mess around. Well, HBO anything. Yeah. They haven't failed in so long. I can't think of a miss for HBO. In that, some, that was their fault. Give me an example. Okay, well, the last two seasons of Game of Thrones, that was an epic fail. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. But that's not HBO's fault. I might even say that was just less season and a half. So, I mean, I'm not going to put that on. They do there. the wire guys or no? <sighs> Vital. Is that Netflix? Everyone knows that The Wire was on HBO. Yes. Everyone knows that. No, I the, just greatest, the greatest show in the history of the world. They had great shows. Tamaris Montano, the new coach for the Albuquerque Aardvarks Men Rugby Club, will be joining us at 10 a.m. It's going to be a fun little insight into gals and boys' worlds. So, Major League Baseball, Van. MLB, baby. MLB. So, Major League Baseball will have a full season, Okay. Allegedly. Okay. Every MLB player has got the vaccine, right? Am I being stupid, or is that presumptuous? I don't know, because dudes are still getting it. A few players have gotten it during spring training. Why have they not gotten the vaccine? Well, maybe they're nice like me and waited for a few months to let all healthcare workers get it. Maybe that's why. It's 100% not the answer. But maybe that's their vibe. I don't know if you know this, but golf-hating Joe Biden said the other day that everyone will have it by May. <laughs> Loser Joe Biden. Instead of golfing twice a week, he's going to church. How has he been in office 53 days and not golfed a single time? Can you believe it? Major League Baseball players should have gotten the vaccine already. Not a single tweet out of this chump. Johnson and Johnson. It's one shot. It's a one shotty boy now. Oh, yeah? That's what, yeah, that's the Johnson and Johnson one. Mom spaghetti? I got the two parter. So I have to go back. That's an Eminem joke you missed right there. No, I didn't miss it. Didn't laugh. You only got one shot. The Arizona Diamondbacks can bring back fans, okay? So if you want to go to Arizona and you want to watch a baseball game, they will let 25% of capacity in. Which is smart. Yes. 
If I was in a position of authority over that decision, I would say 25% masks when you're up walking around. Seems very simple to me. Now, they're going to offer it to like season ticket holders first, obviously. Sure. Will you get to sit in your seat? Probably not. They're doing it in pods, man, pods. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, I don't believe that they have a restriction on in-state only. So if you are Albuquerquean, look in and you just yearn for baseball. You can look into. You're talking directly to me. Yeah. Arizona. Chase Field is an option. Okay. The Braves, obviously nothing yet. Baltimore says 25%. Smart. Same kind of thing. They're doing all digital ticketing. Okay. Cannot bring in bags. Cannot use cash. No hand-to-hand. No autographs. Like, it's like, I mean, it'll be different. Like, this is not normal. This is... Look, when we ever when we go to the isotopes field for baseball... Okay. Some kid wants my autograph. Oh, God. I'm not going to turn him down. I'm not going to say no. Oh, wait. Oh, you're talking about the players. The players. Okay. Okay. I'm with you. Players can't give autographs. They cannot. No. All of the California teams are letting people back at... 20%, but it could be 33% by the time the season starts. But they're doing restrictions saying, no, if you're not from California, you're not a baseball, you cannot baseball here. Sure. So don't try to go to California, New Mexican. So the Rockies, that's the next one, right? I got a fake ID guy if you need a California license. No, you do not. <laughs> What year is it? McLovin? They make passport. <laughs> Port to pass. The Colorado Department of Public Health, okay? 25% capacity. Smart. Is like 12,000 fans, 13,000 fans. 25% at Dodger Stadium is still like 50,000 people. <laughs> that place is gigantic. It's gigantic. It's gigantic. Here's the thing about the Rockies, though. Whenever they first announced 2,500 or 12,000 fans, excuse me, um, they changed it. it. The game's been upped. Yes. So Colorado now says, forget that. Strike that. We're going to come up with some weird number of 42.6%. Where where'd you pull that from? Colorado Department of Health? 42.6%? What is that? Don't forget the point six. Yeah. What is that? That's so real accurate. They can have 1.21 gigawatts of fans. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Did you figure that out with pi? <laughs> what is this? The, you use the golden ratio for that? What is this? What's That's going on a, here? Isn't that art you're talking about? Like how you like paint a photo? What is the spiral? So their tickets go on sale Thursday. It's because they're high. That's why. Okay. <laughs> hey, what sound is uh that's, yeah. a, that's a cool number, man. Yeah, 40, 42.6. It's almost like 420, am I right? That's like that high. It's like, that's like that high. Well, even <laughs> in normal times, do the Rockies even get 12,000 to a game? Excellent question. When the Cardinals are there, they do, because that's the only time I go, and they yeah. definitely have enough fans. Whenever they get the Yankees Cardinals or the Dar- Dodgers, Cardinals or Cubs, yeah. they'll sell out. And Vital, I know this isn't KKOB, but we're like two weeks out. We're like by April out of having like legal weed in New Mexico. Like this is about to happen. 
like all these jokes aren't going to work for Colorado anymore. Sure, like it's going to be it's going to be us now. Yeah. Texas is going to be saying this about us instead of Colorado. They used to have the green chili wars. Can you only imagine how it's going to escalate now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Also referred to as green chili a lot yeah. of times. <laughs> Ain't your bud, bud? Well, actually, because it's super legal now. So it seems like almost every team has. 25, 20, 25, 30%. Not every team. Okay. Wait for it. Okay. And there's one team that said, hey, I'm going to pull my junk out mm-hmm. on everybody. The Texas Rangers, <sighs> Dallas, go Dallas, is allowing a 100% capacity in their stadium. Then they abolish all all masks. The governor made that decree. Not a well. I mean, they didn't tell you you had to Salem witch trial burn it in like a ceremony. Sure, it's like when LeBron left Cleveland. Yes. that's what Texas is doing to masks. Oh gosh, it's so crazy. Jerry Jones was like, "It's well, it's important to see fans and forty thousand five hundred and eighteen half drunk Texans." 40. Standing 6. shoulder to shoulder. Can you? I'm so excited to see the case study starting two weeks and a day later in Dallas, Texas. Well, if you remember, they were like, we'll let fans in for the postseason last year. Yeah. We'll super spread you. But it's only opening day is 100%. Like after that, they dropped down. Did you see that? It's so weird. It is so, so weird. All right, bye, Tal. So it's opening percent on the. Or excuse me, it's a hundred percent an opening day, so forty thousand fans. <laughs> and then game two of this series against whoever they're opening against the Blue Jays, I think. Then it's down to like twenty percent. Like wh- what? There's okay. It's Dallas. It's Texas, and they're going to show up just to. Stick a middle finger up to the whole country. Mass will be required. But could you could you imagine paying money to watch Roof Ned Odor and the Texas friggin' Rangers? Like the worst team in the league. If they're giving away tickets, they'll sell out. The Nationals will not have tickets. I I kinda low key though feel that has a lot to do with civil unrest. I don't think that's a like I don't super feel like that is a hundred percent. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. The District of Columbia Homeland Security Emergency Management Agency said, no, not yet. Not not, not now. Not yet. Not now. Not now. Which I get, I guess. I would like to go a full quarter of the year without like a domestic terrorist attack on our nation's capital. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. Be super cool. I'd appreciate it. Appreciate that about you. So, citizens. obviously, ever evolving as the world is returning to normalcy. But that's where it currently stands for Major League Baseball. Your best shot, listener. Boom, Road boom, trip boom, to Denver. Boom, 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 boom. That Southwest flight or that Frontier flight to Denver is like so cheap. Giving it away. It's like $30. I'm not joking. 40 bucks with fees and all that yeah. other crazy stuff. $65 round trip. I don't know how. Oh, $40 round trip? Is that what it is? Yes. Don't even check it. Guys, you get one carry-on. You get on the plane. 
you fly to Denver. I think it's a Thursday flight, right? It's Thursday to Tuesday, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you leave in the morning, you catch the game, hang out through the weekend. Denver's beautiful. Sure. Fly back on Tuesday. Or, and hear me out, you can fly back on a competitive airline. I don't care. <laughs> fly back on Friday. Cost you a little bit more. That's a trip you and I have made multiple times for this exact reason. Yes. Yeah, a weekend series in Denver? Yes. Yeah. think I will. I mean, 2020's first year we didn't do it, right? 2020 is. We do it two years in a row? Three years in a row. I haven't known you that long. Two years in a row we did that. We Yes, you and I have been friends for don't, almost four years. Don't say friends like that. <laughs> Everybody already has the wrong idea anyways. If I tell we had a meeting earlier this week and people had the wrong idea. <laughs> your, your package deal. It, that's the safest way to say it yeah. in uh, today's economy. I am. I understood the way you said package and... Uh, it's also a little underhanded on your part. Uh, also, just so the listener is aware, uh, Dogcoin is up 2.54% today. So your boy is raking. Six. Oh, Doge. It's Dogecoin. Your so. boy is raking in the stock market on volatile cryptocurrency. <laughs> Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, 95.9 FM. NFL football. Before we get into free agency, do we want to reflect on just how tremendous Tom Brady is and everything that he's ever done? Do we want to take a moment for that? I think we'd do that later, aren't we? <sighs> just I think about it all the time. I just I cannot talk NFL without just a drooling over our Lord and Savior, Tom Brady. Whenever you think about Tom Brady, does it make you crave avocados? Now, yeah. Uh. Pre- previously, it made me crave Uggs. <laughs> you ever owned some Uggs? I did have, yeah, I mean. There, and just, I can, just for Tom Brady? Correct. Okay. I would, I, first off, I would never, if the listener had any question at all, never wear Uggs. Never. Not cold enough in this region to wear them. It's about fashion. I mean, I'm not sure why you guys are talking about function. It's called fashion. Look yeah, it up. Thank you, Vital. You do not understand. All right, NFL free agency. All the teams have to get rid of their best players now. That's the new rule. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> what did the tap? What did the cap come in at? Uh, one hundred eighty-two million. You got to ask Vital, not me. Well, one eighty. Okay. And what was it projected to be? Like two hundred and forty-five million. A hundred? Yeah. No, one hundred eighty-two point five million, and down from one hundred ninety-eight million. Oh my god! It usually goes up every year. But it was down fifteen million dollars. Yeah. So some said it was around twenty million. It went down. Either way, it's the same ballpark. Still, yeah, yeah, still, still, right around eighteen million, close to. So 18 there's million. a lot of good players that are on the free agent market. You yeah. just, you know, pick them up for cheap. I got a list of ten of them. Okay, there's there's a a competitive team's worth of people cut last week. Yeah, if the, if you were doing like the Albuquerque expansion team and yes. you had to do the expansion draft, yes, you would have a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, it's pretty good. You can go eight and eight, like in real talk. You can go eight and eight with the guys that have been cut last week. <laughs> the one I really like is, are you familiar with Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster? 
Are you familiar with future Jacksonville Jaguar receiver Juju Smith-Schuster? Yeah. Because there's no other fit. For sure. For sure. For sure. Trevor Lawrence right now is going to win you eight games. Also, that's a player Myers Leonard can't talk about. Okay. That's... <laughs> can't say his name out loud anymore. Oh. My. We're going to do that yeah. at 845. We'll be doing a segment on that coming up next. That, to me is the one that's the one, and here is why. Okay. Um, you've seen this recipe before a million times, right? Like, So you get like young quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, and you bring in like sure hands, like spend every moment of camp together, spend every travel together, like tell him to throw you the damn ball. Just move. Just the roommates tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. Keyshawn Johnson said. Or when is it open? The 17th? It free agency? does not matter to me. Yeah, I think it opens Wednesday officially, but Monday you can negotiate. You pay Juju whatever he wants mm-hmm. on the 17th, yes. and he moves in with Trevor Lawrence on the 18th. And I get that Steelers fan is listening because Steelers fan is everywhere. Sure. And they're like, he was garbage the last two years, and it was only three years ago when he really broke on the scene. And Well, here's the thing. You're wrong. Yes. You're wrong. You get a quarterback that will throw him the damn ball sure. every time. Sure. He's going to catch it every time. They're going to win 12 games. They're going to win the South. I, I, This is going to sound like hyperbole because sometimes you feel like I blow things out of proportion. Trevor Lawrence may be the first NFL football player to ever go undefeated in his career. <laughs> okay. 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 Kyler Murray goes to Arizona. What do they do? Bring in DeAndre Hopkins. Like, that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, the kid goes to Cleveland. Who's the Cleveland kid who's crazy? The quarterback. Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Baker Mayfield. So, Baker Mayfield go there. They bring in Odell Beckham Jr. Like, this is the formula you use. You're not an alien guy, Fred? I mean, I like Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> I think Ridley Scott is a talented director. I really would like to see aliens one day i've never seen a ufo and i'm the type of person who you would think would say i've seen a ufo (laughs) if you meet if you spend any significant amount of time with me you're like that dude talks about ufos yes yeah i haven't never have i think one of my dear friends saw a ufo last week he had too much tequila nope neither sober and, and sober and not a crazy person. There's no punchline here. No. Because I was waiting. Yeah. No, this is not a joke. It really happened. I don't believe you. And Baker Mayfield and his wife are corroborating each other's stories. Like, the friggin' United States government said UFOs exist last year. You remember that? I do remember that. Yeah. We, we went from free agency to UFOs real fast. Well, I'm just saying, like, Tiger Woods and and Rachel Uichel, they also collaborated each other's stories. Okay. I mean, this is not this is not that surprising that they would be. So this is the year for NFL expansion, right? You No. <laughs> you just, I mean, there's so many free agents. You just start a new team. All right, the number one one. Are make, you ready? Make a, Tim Keller, we're talking to you. Make a play. Yeah. Make a play on this. <laughs> Let's pony up that money for the new stadium downtown. We'll get the state to match. We'll get an owner to come in. I like this plan. 
I don't know who has the most money in New Mexico. Co-general co managers, star of TV and radio. Yes. Braden Ortega and Mike Vitale. <laughs> I was going to say us, but still. Oh, okay. Package deal. Actual question. Who's the richest person in New Mexico? I really don't know. I thought it was you guys. Mm, just in just in life. Yeah. Richest in love and spirit. Yeah, personality. Yeah, richest. Richest and uh, what's your favorite word, Fred? Uh, fellowship. Yeah. yeah. Richest in fellowship. Love fellowship. Patrick Peterson, he's a free agent. Crazy. That's crazy. Watch it. Look for him to be a 49er next year. He's a top five guy. The best free agent is Leonard Fournette. Because because he got to hang out with Tom Brady. Is that why? Yes. Yeah. Changed his diet. Tom Brady got him to change his diet. In the four postseason games, he had over 400 yards of total offense and four scores. That's very good contribution to a winning team. How about Aaron Jones of the Packers? How about him? He's not oh, Chris bro. Carson of the formerly of the Seattle Seahawks. I, I think yeah, he, he is. He's, I think he resigns better numbers than Carson. You so there's like so like I got a guy like Chris Carson, a guy like Aaron Jones. Like those are Miami Dolphins next year. Like yeah. those are like you are the, these are guys where you go to a place where you don't have any income tax, so you can take a little bit less money, but you're going to end up with more money in your pocket. Put yourself on a squad where you can hang out at the beach. Jordan Howard. So good. But I guess he got he did get released by Miami. But those There's kind such of things. A thing as veteran players anymore in the NFL. It seems like after their first initial four year deal, then they're put on the scrap heap. You see a lot of offensive linemen that were let go this week too. Why am I signing twenty seven year old Will Fuller when I can draft a kid for a like small percent of the price right. and get at or near the same kind of production? Have you seen all the the big contract renegotiation this week? So this is brilliant. A lot stuff. of players are doing that. It's half the league is doing it. Yeah, there's no other choice. If you want your team to be competitive, you got to take a pay cut this year. Well, but they're taking like Tom Brady did this, where you're like, "Hey, I got a four year extension, except of the twenty five million dollars salary I'm getting, I'm taking twenty four million in a bonus, and then you're going to sit on dead money for years to come." Yeah. Like, but you got to keep like you got to like keep the band together for the next couple years. Sure. That's why when you see Dak Prescott, you see the huge numbers he got. The signing bonus up front, guaranteed money is a lot because then they can stretch it out after giving him that whole, all that big lump of money, a sum of money at the beginning of the contract, $120 million, then they can stretch the rest of it out. That's smart. what a lot of people are doing. Yeah. Speaking of smart money from the texter, Mac Chase is an oil and gas magnet. Oh yeah, an Artesia. An Artesia. Yeah, yeah. So I did. That's, I don't, a, that's a big deal. I don't know who Mac Chase is, and I also could not point out Artesia on a map that wasn't labeled. You've heard of me refer to Artesia. I thought it was Allsops. That's it. Allsops used to control that part of the state. Yeah. There was there used to be only Allsops when I was growing up in Carlsbania. No, literally, I'm not joking. When I was growing up in Carlsbania, every single gas station was an Allsup's. And if you've ever been in an Allsup's, you walk out of an Allsup's with burrito-flavored cologne. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone who has been in an Allsup's never forgets that smell. Before I went veggie with Vital, there's nothing like having a pretty thick buzz on and get an Allsup's burrito late at night. 
It's unmatched in the junk food world. I'm going to take your word for this. You got to do it. Fred, you got to do it sometime. I will I will be your DD and it, let's get you hammered and I'm going to drive you to Allsup's at 2 in the morning and get you an Allsup's burrito. Vital, it has been years since I've stayed up until 2 in the morning. All right, midnight. We'll call it midnight. 11.30. When we get back, Myers <laughs> Leonard is an idiot, and I'm going to tell you why. If you're signing a contract with a professional sports team, you should not be allowed to have a Twitch. Dame Busters presents ABQ Central Live from the Talk ABQ Studios, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, 95.9 FM and 610, the sports animal. I usually know every song. I don't know this one. What is this? Is this Gin Blossoms? Yep. Look at me. Look at me. Not my jam. No. I I ain't mad at it, though. I ain't mad. It's music. Yeah. I believe there's vocals over it. I don't think it's just instrumental. I believe there's vocals. Because you can talk over the instrumental. That's why. You can sing. I believe I can talk over spoken. You ever been to spoken word? Of course. I've done it. You've done it? Of course. Look at this mustache. Of course I've done it. Tell me more. <laughs> Miles Leonard can wait. Tell me more. <laughs> you put Miles Leonard off for my spoken word poetry stories? I mean, you know, he's des- hey, he deserves what he gets. You know, your boy's an artist, Fred. I've done like every medium of art. You've s- have you sold your spoken word? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not talented. Oh, okay. I said I'm an artist. I didn't say I was a talented artist. Like, I'm talking like, like. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I've st- I've stood in front of strangers and said poetry out loud. Poetry that you have written. Original poetry, correct. And you all right. Yeah. Okay, hold up. I am not going to, by so, the way, to so- answer your next question. <laughs> <laughs> that was next. Yep. So you I'll were beat you to that one. I am not going to. The, it was the summer of two thousand six, right? Literally around that time. Yes. Sure. And what you did was inspired by which Robin Williams movie? Um, well, no, none of them. Um, but if I had to pick one, it'd obviously be Goodwill Hunting. Oh, Dead Poets Society. Okay, so Dead Poets Society. Ooh, movie. Those two movies are so strong. That's why I asked. And they still hold up, by the way. There is not a better film made in 1997 than Goodwill Hunting, and I'll I will I will die on this cross. <laughs> it's hard to do. The worst history of film ever is 1997. It's not great. Zero blockbusters were put out outside of Goodwill Hunting, and I will let you argue Men in Black. You're missing a few. No, I am not. And we've d- we've done this bit before. <laughs> the, the loyal listeners like, don't do the 1997 thing again, guys. Come on. Was that on this show or a different show? Come on. So easily the worst Batman movie came out that year. Yes. There were nipples on the Batman suit. <laughs> Why? George Clooney's Why? Batman suit, Vital. Why did you do that? Came. There were, all right, guys. We're going to design something here. Devil's Advocate was very strong. No, it was not. Princess it, Princess Mononoke is one of my favorite movies. I, is That's that, anime. It's anime. By Hayao Miyazaki and I'm, Studio Ghibli. I'm talking about movies, not cartoons. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a it's movie. Animated. It's a motion picture. No, it is not. Yes, it is. It had Claire Danes. Christian Bale. You're a big deal. You are thinking of Titanic. Donnie Brasco is very strong. A lot of people will That's always cite good. Donnie Brasco. Yeah, it's a very good movie. That's pretty real. If there is three movies from 1997, number one, 
Goodwill Hunting. Number two, Men in Black. Number three, Donnie Brasco. And I'll hear that argument. Okay. But the drop off from there. Wait for it. L.A. Confidential. Sucks. You're super wrong. You like L.A. Confidential? Yeah, I liked it. Okay. I, I don't even like L.A. Gear. You're missing Jackie Brown. Ooh, Jackie Brown. <sighs> Jackie That's Brown is very strong. It's the it's the eleventh out of the twelve Tarantino films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> his worst one was his most recent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I got another one for you. <sighs> the Fifth Element sucks. I know you're not a Fifth Element guy at all. All right, Myers Leonard is going to wait to talk to the break. Oh, we don't have enough time for Myers no. Leonard. Let's the- talk about 1997 <laughs> again. <laughs> Here's the the fifth element is terrible. Okay, I I could see you having that opinion. Yeah. M- Mila Djokovic, she's uh, lucky to have found that role though, so that she could have done what she did since then. Okay, Ooh. that's a decent. That's not not the worst point. The Resident Evil films are excellent. Okay, I carried got- by Michelle Rodriguez. I got a way underrated 1997 movie for you. Bruce Willis sucked in it. Val Kilmer's The Saint. You ever seen The Saint? Yeah, no, I've seen that. that's pretty good. Yeah, what? Saints, yeah, The Saint's good. It's underrated. I've never yeah. even heard of it. It's not good. Val Kilmer was in Tombstone, and I can name nothing else. <laughs> Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. You ever seen that one? Mm-mm. You, you have to watch that one. <laughs> It's not 1997, but it's it's probably Val Kilmer's best work. I'm probably Robert Downey Jr.'s best work as well. And I am also considering Iron Man. Robert, All right, that's heavy. What you just gave to me hit me. Well, you got to watch the movie. <laughs> All right, we're going to review Kiss Kiss Bang Bang on the show next week after Fred watches it. I'll do that. Write that down. I'll do that. Okay, another underrated movie, and it's not great. I'm not I'm not advocating for this movie. As good as it gets. No, that sucks. You didn't you didn't like that? Jack Nichols? Jack Nicholson? No. I thought it was weak. Yeah. It's a terrible movie here. We've been but over this. I get your point. Goodwill Hunting is in the stratosphere of film. It's the best movie of that year, and it's not close. Did it win the Academy Award for being that? I think it won all of them, right? It I think sh- it won like three or four, didn't yeah. it? And it it's stars good. the three best actors in all of Hollywood. Robin Williams, Matt Damon, and Ben Affleck. In reverse order, Ben Affleck, the greatest actor in Hollywood. Matt Damon, a close second. And Robin Williams, R.I.P. God, Robin Williams is so good in that. It's not your fault. That's the first movie where Matt Damon played Matt Damon in a movie. That is, that is correct. No one's better at playing Matt Damon than Matt Damon. Took it into dogma? Yeah. He... Matt Damon has been Matt Damon in every movie. Matt Damon in 1997 was in Goodwill Hunting, and then in 1998 was in Saving Private Ryan. And then he got all the Oceans movies somehow. He's the best. You're super wrong. The Bourne movies are untouchable. Have you seen the, the, the one where Matt Damon's an astronaut? Or how about the one where Matt Damon <laughs> is a spy? How about the one Matt Damon's a janitor? We're pushing everything back 15 minutes, except for tomorrow. We're we're still going to get to her. Damon Busters presents ABQ Central, live from the Talk ABQ studio. Powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. My name is Van, but I'm not a Van. In the game of life, I am a man. Okay, here we go. A man with a pan (laughs) in the kitchen. The kitchen of life. In the game of life, I don't go to college. Yeah, man. <laughs> Pass the duchy. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, all right, everybody, we got a first timer here. It's Van Nunley. He's a. Uh, He's going to speak from the heart. I have a fragrance of convenience store all over me. (laughs) My toilet paper on my way home alone. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Great, man. Van gets up on the stage. Vitaly grabs the microphone. He says, what's all's up? (laughs) 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 The the six people in... All right, so this place where you did spoken word, it was just like a carpeted like furniture. It was... There was there was a couple places. <laughs> <laughs> they had one chair. Obviously. And a table of glass of water. Friggin' obviously one of them was a coffee shop. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. One of them was listen to this. A boba tea restaurant. Okay. So a yeah. Starbucks <laughs> restaurant. Okay. Basically, a boba tea restaurant. Yeah. And the other one is like what you literally described. <laughs> Like just carpet on yes. top, like rugs on top of rugs and bean bags and yeah. I will call New Mexico Pinion Coffee right now and I will say, here's the fundraiser we're going to do to help the YMCA. <laughs> Spoken, Spoken word. Spoken word. Man. Oh, man. It's a big deal. No, Not to you, obviously. Vital, you, th- these guys would get up on stage. They'd bring out a stool. They'd sit it next to him. The guy would come up on stage. He'd have brought like a small like glass aquarium with a single goldfish in it, sit it on the stool, and then he would be like... Isn't that the euphemism of life? <laughs> yeah. And people are like, oh my God, dude. Yeah. It's like it's like a Elks Club meeting. An Elks Club meeting? You never been to that? They snap at Elks oh, Club? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. they snap? Is that mm-hmm. is that part of their cult? That's part of their thing, yeah. yeah. They don't yeah. It's like uh Freemasons or whatever. Uh, uh okay, my <laughs> Sorry, y'all. So if you never unless you're like deep deep dive NBA fan. Yes. You have not heard of this guy. No. Until this week. If you are a big Myers Leonard mark, it's because you follow his Twitch. It's not because you follow his game on the court. He's probably more known for playing video games than basketball. And in the weird culture we live in, he probably got a lot more followers all of a sudden. So you know like when you Google somebody? Yes. If you Google a professional athlete. Like Myers Leonard. Let's use him as an example. Okay. If you Google an athlete, the first result will be... Where he went to college? No. Oh. Will be their football, baseball, or basketball reference page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That has all their stats. Correct. So if you need to see what their points per game or whatever is, it's always the first result. Let me tell you about my guy, Miles Myers Leonard. Okay. His basketball reference is way down on the page <laughs> now. He did himself a thing, didn't he? So, Myers, who wears number zero, because that's how much playing time he gets. So, Myers has a live stream outside of his association with the Miami Heat, okay? So, the Miami Heat are a professional basketball team. They have players on their team that don't play Myers Leonard. Sure. So, he has a Twitch, okay? And if, if, for the listener who's not familiar with the Twitch, what it is is you live stream yourself playing video games, and you do like a single... Paint like camera pan on top of yourself. Yes. Now I have done this. Like I have live streamed me playing like yeah. whatever is trendy. And you're talking crap to me about poetry. <laughs> and you play video games online with a camera pointed at your face. I love attention. Yeah. <laughs> but I keep my audience engaged with like quips and jokes and engagement. 
Myers Leonard, quote, no, you can't quote it. Can't quote it. So I'm going to give you the closest. Um, uh, I'm just going to try, okay? Yeah. Cool. Quote, try. this is me paraphrasing a quote and trying. Expletive cowards, don't expletive snipe me, which I believe he's playing a, a war game. Sure. He's playing like Call of Duty or the equivalent. Sure. Don't expletive snipe me, you expletive racial derogative term B word. Okay? Yes. So. F word, K word, B word. Yes, <laughs> that is correct. Sure. And this is, it's an anti Semitic statement. Yeah, it's not a nice thing to it's say. It's not a nice thing to say. And by the way, I didn't know like anti Semitic. Help me out. Anti-Semitic. Semitism? Thank you, Semitism. (laughs) Yeah, being anti-Semitic. I didn't know that was still in vogue. Like, I thought that had died a long time ago. Oh, no, no, no. No. Oh, no, 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 no. People still believe in, like, the crazy Israeli-Jewish conspiracy theories. Like, that has not gone away. Just because... It's actually grown over in Europe. Like, the weird blood libel stuff and... To be fair, drink, drink Christian baby blood. Like people still believe that. A lot of Iranian oil tankers have been sunk in the Strait of Gibraltar. This past, have you seen this? Yeah, sure. Like it's not an accident. Sure, sure. The the thing that's crazy about this whole thing though is why would you, a professional athlete who makes what's a what's the minimum in the NBA? Couple mil. Couple mil. Whatever. Yeah. Cool. And I recognize you want to twitch. I recognize all the kids are doing. I recognize you want attention, but like. Where in your mind do you believe that it is okay? Somewhere in between 800000 and $1.6 million, depending on experience. So let's say he makes a mill, right? That's a lot of money. So our boy makes a mill. He's got hit with 50 grand for dropping racial slurs on his at home, not at work. Sure. We're not talking about work. 50 grand is nothing. Yeah, it's not worth that. Is yeah. what I'm, I mean, that's like if you said the same thing on air right now, and they find you twelve dollars. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's like your equivalent. Still, and how do you have that? Like, maybe more people have hate in their heart than I realize. I don't have it. I don't like turn on the video game and then get mad at the video game or the person in real life that I'm playing in the video game. Yeah, enough to that. Sure. So here's the pivot. Here's the question. We recognize what he did outside of the game of the NBA, in the game of Call of Duty, kill each other. Right. He's dropping anti-Semitic slurs. It's captured by his audience. He is then publicly shamed. As I call them, history hounds. They go back and get you, but this is like real-time stuff. This yeah, yeah, yeah. So, is this, my question to you, is this activity... Similar to, I'm going to take us like 20 years ago, when athletes would sign contracts and it was like, hey, can't go skiing, big dog. Can't go hang gliding. Uh-huh. Can't buy a motorcycle. Yeah. Can't spend more than 48 hours in Vegas. Like, these were things that were in contracts for decades. Yes. Still if, are. Still are. Yeah. If you are NBA, Alvin Kamara snowboarding the other day, if I'm the Saints, no. <laughs> So if you're an NBA executive, if you're a professional sports team executive van, are you writing into your contracts? Hey, you don't get no social media outside of here. 100%. 100%. We, we oversee your social media. You do not go live on Twitch. No. Yeah. that's You got to handle these kids. 
You are not allowed to be unfiltered. Pre pre internet, whatever, whatever. Who cares? But like now, this is forever. You will be known for this forever. I hope he gets his redemption arc. I trust everybody's ability to recover and recoup and become a better person. So that's not what I'm saying. I'm not trying to dox him. No, no. He's no. not he's not this person forever. But yeah, this is this is almost just on the as much as on the team as him. And and also I I I wouldn't have signed him in the first place. It's his, here's a crazy it's I, his ninth year. I wouldn't have signed him in the first place, Fred. I'm gonna tell you why. Okay. He's got a last name first and a first name last. I do hate that. That is a serial killer name. Yeah. I hate that. Myers is a last name. <laughs> yeah. Leonard is a first name. I hate what you're saying. Legally switch your name around. This is this bothers me. Yes. You should you should have seen this coming. His first name this is his ser- last and his this, last name is first. Yeah, this is serial killer. You can't stuff. trust these people. No. Yeah. What do you what do you hi- what witness what lazy witness protection agent did this? <laughs> He's apparently sponsored by some gaming companies. Not anymore. They're no longer in relationship with he. He now. He was often braggadocious about how he was able to put um, interaction, like people watching his Twitch, like in their place, like in the chat. Like, what are you doing here? And I love fighting with strangers on the internet as much as anyone, Vital. Like, I will fix the internet. Like, you want to, you want to have like some weird belief or ideal. Specifically, if it harms others, I will fight you to the very end. This Myers Leonard, he he suck. Also, NBA team, you get those passwords to Twitter. You get those passwords, like, you don't let your boys. The WWE does that. It's like, if you're in the WWE, you can't have a Twitch without the WWE like having it like there was a gal that just recently was like like fired or whatever and she had started like one of the wrestlers like a lady wrestler I don't know her real name but she had started like an OnlyFans outside of WWE and they were like you cannot do that if it's in the contract she can't if not I might have to do some research <laughs> <laughs> let me look it up and I don't I mean, it's what he did wasn't that bad, right? It's not like a, a former soldier had a conversation with him and told him he should peacefully kneel and protest against police brutality. It's not like he did that. Okay, I see what you're doing there. <laughs> Zelina Vega was the WWE superstar who launched an OnlyFans account dedicated dedicated to her cosplay outfits. So I guess she liked to dress up like as a costumes of yeah like i guess movie all in good fun tv and video game characters clothed i believe clothed yeah what's the big deal the big deal to me is that she was clothed <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> lenny calls in the big deal to me is if you are in a job where you have fans right if you're in a job where you have like listener and fan, you have to have certain accountability. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Myers Leonard didn't get it. You're in the public eye. Also, you can fall into like these little like um, echo chambers. Like you think that like your belief or your idea or your whatever 
is stronger, you know? And it's like, okay, and I'm safe in this circle. I'm gonna do, well, here's the thing. You're not. You're never safe. Because I promise you that, like, who's a big rival of the Miami Heat? They don't have one. Yeah, they don't. It's yeah. not great, really. Um, let's just say, I don't know, Cleveland, whatever. Sure. So you know Cleveland has someone watching for your players to do something 100%. stupid. 100%. Remember Laramie Tunzel of a couple of years ago? Yeah. Like, that. Like there are people just waiting. Mm-hmm. I'm going to catch you. I'm going to catch you and put you through it. Friend of the show, Chad, says it's already in contracts called actions detrimental to the league. Oh. So I guess it's like a big blanket term for anything that bad. I'm telling you, when you sign it, I'm, I'm handing you a piece of paper and it says, put your put your username, put your password. Yeah. This is now also ours. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I'm doing. I agree. I think it should be taken a step further. I think what Chad's saying here is, you know, you, you can't do anything stupid like that. Yeah. We're talking specifically about Twitch and social media. Accountability. You should have handlers. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, we all know that Donald Trump has a Twitter account. We all know that. We don't know what the account is because he doesn't tell people that's him anymore. <laughs> sure. That's what the NBA needs. You need, like, Kevin Durant fake accounts. Yes. I mean, that that, that already exists. Yes. That technology <laughs> already exists. Kevin Durant literally did, did that in real life. I watched the Tiger Woods documentary. Van, you watched it? Halfway. Okay, when we get back, the Tiger Woods documentary. It's been enough days, right? We can break that down. Well, it's not like a spoiler because it happened in real life. Oh, it's a documentary. <laughs> yeah, it's a documentary. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We hear you, Chad. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. For the next two hours, for the next hour and 45 minutes, we're just going to do a riff track over the Tiger Woods HBO documentary. So if all the listener could turn on Tiger Woods HBO Max documentary in three, two, one. Okay, here we go. So, uh, oh, a tradition unlike any other. Nice. Okay. Um, <laughs> you ever do a riff track? You ever like listen to one of those? Mystery Science 3000 used to do them all the time. Oh, sure. If I tell you, you ever done that? So they would get these uncopywritten like TV shows, shows that have fell out of like trademark or copyright. Yeah, or I've seen them. They're clever. They're like yeah. really clever. Okay. So HBO Sports. First of all, if you haven't seen the Andre the Giant HBO Sports documentary, you're screwing up. I'm in that camp. Oh my gosh. I have yet to see it. It is so good. How do we never have this conversation? It is at or near the best documentary ever done on a man that is greater than every other man that currently lived at the time he did. Andre the Giant. Okay. It's wildly specific. Two-parter, this HBO documentary. Yeah. What's like a what's a recent sports documentary you've watched? Uh, Last Dance. Uh, okay. I guess yeah. that's a documentary. <laughs> it's produced by Michael Jordan about Michael Jordan. Sure. In an effort to make Michael Jordan money. Very selective documentary. So this Tiger Woods one, it tells the story of Tiger Woods. Are you familiar with that or do I need to recant? Cap. He's a kid. He gets famous as a kid. He lives his whole life in the public eye. Are you familiar with Britney Spears? Yeah. This is Britney Spears yeah. in sports. Yeah. Also, on top of all that. So when, when Tiger 
debut, not really debut. He's been around our, our whole lives, right? He was three years old when he first did that little putty thing on the talk show. Right. Yeah. He putted with Johnny Carson and Bob Hope. Yes. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. It's crazy. I was, I graduated high school in 2000. Uh, let me that check was, the math on that. That's Tiger Woods' first year as a pro, right? Uh, perhaps. Yeah. So he's been in the public eye my, literally my whole life. Correct. But I never put it in the perspective how crazy it was to be Tiger Woods. He was just a very dominant and entertaining athlete to me. I never put it in the perspective. Like his his personal troubles with his wife and stuff, I, I, I didn't care at the time. It, it, it didn't, didn't push the needle with me. But what the documentary really did for me was humanize him and be like, oh, my God, this is a person – a human being who's been under more pressure than any human being I've ever known of. And like, it really does a good job humanizing him and being like, Hey, this is a person. This is what this person went through. So in the first part of the documentary, it's a lot about like he and Earl, his father, their relationship. Right. And if you're a sports fan, like us and most of the listeners, you immediately start drawing like comparisons to like Bryce Harper, like, um, Josh Hamilton, like like these young like aspiring athletes who just had these like Rick Ankiel, who just had like these fathers that were like trying to make diamonds out of coal. Sure, and sometimes you do. Sometimes you get Tiger Woods, but what you get is like a broken mind. Yeah, like a destroyed little kid. I don't remember the high school girlfriend's name, so I apologize. But the high school girlfriend of Tiger Woods is like. His dad made him break up with me because I'm not golf. Yeah, sure. Earl wasn't the greatest dude. Some might say. Wasn't the best dude. Some might agree. Yeah. The Mike Douglas show at age two. Yeah, Mike Douglas, not Johnny Carson. Yeah, my bad. Oh, he was on Carson, too. Yeah, he's on Carson as well. But yeah. At two years old? Yeah. It's bonkers. And like the early interview in this documentary with Earl and they're like, Tugger loves me and loves golf. And here is why he's the best in the world. He's, he's, he's greater than Jesus and Moses and Oscar the Grouch combined. That level of hyperbole and nonsense is what struck me the most about the beginning of that documentary. I was like, he plays golf. Buddha and Gandhi? Are you you lost your mind? The Sports Illustrated. Do you remember when Sports Illustrated was relevant? Like not just swimsuit, but yeah, it used like to be a big deal. Used to be a big deal. Sure. In 1996. So how old's Tiger? 96. 20. 20. 19. 20. They do a cover story of like almost 10,000 words. That is like it says the chosen one. <laughs> like, and it talks about how Earl believed. His son was destined to change the world. Here's the thing. Earl wasn't wrong. Did he, though? There is golf all over the world. There did not used to be golf all over the world. Okay, he changed the sport of golf. He changed race relations. Yes. Pertaining to golf. He changed the world. He didn't change the world. Gimme, gimme. Golf is not the world. (laughs) First, he's, he's got one name, right? We all have at least one name. No, we don't. Most of us have two. For every tiger, for every Madonna, there's a Shia LaBeouf. That's okay. 
Let's go, let's go into this. I love this conversation. <laughs> you can have one name, uh-huh. or you have two names. Tiger has one name. Or if you're a serial serial killer, you have three names. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Myers, James, Leonard. Yeah. Legally flip your name around. Your name is Leonard Myers. Stop this nonsense. Like, it's Tiger, it's Jordan, it's LeBron. It's not even Serena. LeBron would be more King James, LBJ. I think people don't just say LeBron. No, I think they do. Tiger's Tiger. Jordan is Jordan because Michael was already taken by Michael. That's MJ. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. What if his name was Earl Jr.? Eldridge? E. EJ. <laughs> so the first part of this documentary paints the picture of like Tiger's humanity, right? You are watching like the embers turn into a fire in this first one. Yeah. And it kills. They The way HBO does it with cinematic, it's very Ken Burns-esque. Like you got stills and you got scrolling, you got music and you have animated, or excuse me, you have sound. It's done so very well. Yeah. If you don't have HBO Max, call a friend, get their password. Yeah, yeah, don't totally do that. Yeah, do not, do not subscribe to it. What you, what year are you living in? Correct. Why aren't you doing this already? You can have five accounts. <laughs> I pay for Spotify and nothing else. <laughs> so they they do as good of a job as I have seen, and they get you up to the point where he partners with Nike. So when he goes pro, he partners with Nike, and Nike's like, "Hey, we're going to give you." All of the money. All of it. We're going to create a line. We didn't even have golf. Yeah. We're going to create golf. Yeah. And then you are going to change the way the world looks at people of color athletes in this sport. Yep. They convinced him so much to be an advocate for equality, which, by the way, I love. He started telling people he wasn't black. He started telling people he was like a combination of things. Yeah, what was his word for it? Uh, Very creative. Like Blambodian or something? Yes. Yeah, like... Blambodian. I think it was cause something, because it was Caucasian, black, Asian, native. Yeah. Everything combined. He's all of them. He's all of them. When you go to McDonald's, that's called a suicide at the soda machine. Yeah, sure is. Yeah, you it put is. them all in at once. Yeah, excellent reference. Thank you. When you yeah. go to the bar, a suicide is everything that flows over Super non-important. Super non-important side note, right? Yeah. He was a cute ass baby. Oh yes. Oh my god. He's adorable. Oh my god. Anyways, <laughs> for some reason, this documentary also takes shots at Lefty. Yeah. What was that? About? What was that about? What was that about? By tell in the middle of this documentary, they start like quoting Tiger's mother about how she wouldn't. She refused to call Phil Mickelson Lefty. She'd only call him Hefty. <laughs> like what? Like you guys still have you guys still have this beef here? Like said, like never lived up to his natural gifts. Like what, dude? <laughs> He's a millionaire professional golfer who's won multiple tournaments. 
What do you mean he didn't live up to his gifts? Because he's not Tiger Woods? The guy's really good at humanize uh, <laughs> Tiger Woods here. We're going to give you insight into his family and that dynamic. Um, but I think right around the midway point of episode one, we need to just abash Phil Mickelson. Just dump all over him for absolutely no reason. <laughs> and it come, it, they do not go back to it. No, it's not It's not important in the storyline no. whatsoever. There's not just a quick mic drop statement. Yes. Correct. You would think like, because I watched the whole thing, you would think like in part two, which we'll get after uh, uh, the break. Uh, no, 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 no. Well, no, no we're not. We're going to dive into part two. No. Not because no. you missed it is not the reason I'm not going to give it to the audience. But they don't even like have a... I didn't watch part two, Vital. I was watching The Departed. You, which, okay, stop watching movies for the 10th time. We've been over this. Uh, we just did a segment on watching movies, Fred. <laughs> so there's no redemption arc to this he hates Phil Mickelson stuff. Does he, it, does it, no place in the story. No. <laughs> he was fat. He didn't like the gym as much as me. His, <laughs> his one wife wasn't as pretty as all my girlfriends. Like you do, you do fifty or sixty hours of like recorded interview footage for this thing, and that's what you're gonna take. <laughs> Hefty. <laughs> yeah. So Tiger, and by the way, they get like Steve Williams. Are you familiar with Steve Williams? Yeah. His old caddy. Yeah. He wrote a book about Tiger. They take nothing negative from him, and I cannot believe that that is true. Yeah. I mean, you must have so much interview. Everything. Everything. Yeah. He didn't say anything bad about Tiger, but he immediately threw Earl under the bus. Yes. <laughs> he they sit down with Steve Williams, Vital, and they're like, they're like, hey, um, what's like the worst thing about Tiger? And he was like, oh, when uh, he would uh, think about how he could correct his swing, and we'd have to pull the car over, and he'd just take a couple hacks. <laughs> what? No, that is literally that is the worst answer ever given. A couple of hacks at Denny's. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Well, what it was is he liked to get real high and go to Perkins. Perkins. <laughs> Perkins. I'll sob. Yeah. <laughs> he's, pa- he's passing through Albuquerque. Hey, name a city that Tiger Woods probably has never been to. It's Albuquerque, right? He's never been here. Good point. Uh, he played here. Nope. Can't be true. No, he, yeah, he played here at Stanford. Oh, okay. Went, yeah. Yeah, the, the, played at the NCAA NCAA play- regional. Yeah. Golf regional. There you go. Played at UNM South. Vital, you are a plethora of knowledge. I know we need to go to break. <laughs> okay. When we get back. Part two of the documentary, which was my favorite part. This is all the sex stuff. <laughs> the rest of it I didn't care about. I knew all about all this other stuff. This is the how, and I'm not calling it an excuse, but I'm calling it an explanation. Sure. On why he lived the life we all want to. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. It's important to have a pretty wife. Tiger Woods had a pretty wife. She was not part of the documentary. Not a big part of it. No. No, not interviewed. I'm sure she refused. I would also have. Why would you want to take any part in that at all? Zero part. Yeah. And I don't know what she's doing with her life now. You know who they did interview, though? Rachel Ulichuk. That lizard person. (laughs) (laughs) What? Instead of looking like a 50-year-old woman, she looks like a 35-year-old lizard. Part two of the documentary was fire. We just recap part one of the Tiger Woods documentary, part two of the documentary. This is the part where it was like, okay, here's the meat and potatoes that you can get at Perkins for five ninety nine. <laughs> P- 
Perkins. Perkins waitresses. Rachel Uatel? Whatever. Ukatel? You could you could you could tell me she was good enough for Tiger. So this is his mental decay, Tiger, okay? <sighs> the child pays for the sins of the father. Correct. Yep. So Earl passes away in what, 2009, I guess? Yeah. So Earl passes away. Hey, before we get to the good stuff. Yes. Side note. For all of his faults and for all of the weird pressure he put on Tiger. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tiger loved his dad. Not in question. Like, that hug. Yeah. I teared up. Correct. He legitimately loved his father. And then years later, hugging his son after winning the Masters again. It's the exact same hug. Woo. Woo. If the story ended there. Oh. Yeah. Did not. So... Tiger Woods. And that was a BS publicity stunt, by the way. Him getting into that wreck to promote the documentary. I don't think that's true. (laughs) Could you maybe say the documentary was moved up because of the wreck? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what the original release date was. Sure. Okay. So Tiger, he's spiraling at this point, and no one knows. Like, he is so untouchable. That no one is touching him. So he's going to Vegas regularly. Are you familiar with Vegas? Yeah, I've been. So there's different ways to go, okay? Uh-huh. You can go and you can like gamble and see shows and eat buffets. Uh-huh. And I love that because uh, you could uh, you could play a little a little slots. You could watch a Circus Olay. Yeah. And you could spend $50 on some crab legs, all you can eat. Sure. That's a good trip. That's a thing to do. Or you could have the other B menu. Yep. <laughs> BH menu. Buffalo Run. Not sure if that's even a reference here. Now, there's other ways to go to Vegas, too, where you can do... Are you familiar with drugs, sex, and rock and roll? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Because that's the other way you can go. So, Tiger would go in a... What do you want to call it? Three Musketeers? What do you want to call it? Band of Brothers? What do you want to call it? Four Horsemen? Sure. Him, Michael, and Charles. Is there a better group to roll with? Uh, 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 MJ, get Tiger on the phone, man. We're going to go to Vegas, man. Get that nerd. <laughs> that boy crazy. Get that Stanford grad. Last time I went to Vegas, Tiger had a, a stripper doing coke off his boner, man. <laughs> Exit stage left. <laughs> Tiger, that's part of the documentary where... Like these, and obviously we'll get into it more, but they would have this private service at like these like casino nightclubs or whatever. And so they had handlers. They had like pretty Vegas handlers. If you don't know this seedy Vegas life, I encourage you to waste your life savings on it one weekend. Okay. So. Don't do that. So they would get these handlers and they would send them into like the crowds. Okay. And they'd be like. They'd be like, hey, pretty girls, would you like to spend the night partying with Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, and Charles Barkley? I mean, the answer is yes every time. Every single time. 100% of the time. And Tiger would say to Charles, he'd say, hey, Chuck, what do I, like, what do I say to these girls? Just, just tell them you're Tiger. <laughs> like, tell them that you are Tiger Woods. Yeah. Like, that will work. So Tiger... And obviously, Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley as well, but that's not part of the documentary. 
they would get like these hotel rooms and and allegedly spend six figures in a weekend on drug, sex, and rock and roll. Like, I mean, yes. Just got to blow off some Steve every once in a while, Fred. You know? <laughs> the thing when you're doing that, though, you can't be married. Here's the thing. Legally, you can. Like, but, like, morally. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You do that once. That's probably a real question in your, like, character and judgment. You probably made a mistake. He did it all the time. And he did it for years, guys. Van, how much money would it take to keep you from telling the world what you just did with Tiger Woods? Well, I think it's, you know, with legally binding contract. Yes. Yeah, it's the only way you can do that. So Tiger does this forever. And he, um, like, what's a good analogy? Okay, so he has the finest, like, prime rib in the whole world in Vegas, okay? Sure. Delicious, succulent, juicy prime rib. But now he's back home in his home in Florida with his wife. Still has a taste for prime rib, okay? So down the street from their home, there's a Perkins. Good Lord. Perkins. I'm not joking. If you're not familiar with Perkins, it is Denny's. If you're not familiar with Denny's, it is IHOP. If you're not familiar with IHOP, it is the Waffle House. If you're not familiar with the Waffle House... You should have connected with one of these. It's all sips with pancakes. Yes. <laughs> Dine-in seating. <laughs> so they go down to not Denny's at the Perkins, and Tiger's like, really like to get that prime rib. Would re- Oh, they don't have the same prime rib here, but they have a version of prime rib yeah. that is obtainable down the street. Sure. All- I'll, I'll settle for the French dip. <laughs> yes. Yeah, can I get it? And this is not a Myers-Leonard joke, but can can I get the juice sauce with that? So, Tiger ends up having like a relationship with the Perkins hostess because he's so thirsty for prime rib, Vegas style, that the National Enquirer finds out about this, okay? So, the National Enquirer blows this thing wide open, except they don't. So they captured Tiger and his then Perkins mistress, who I'm not going to use her name. No reason to run her through the mud. Sure. They catch them having relationships in a parking lot of like a high school. It was a church parking a lot. A church what? parking lot. Is that accurate? Am I saying that right? You are saying it correct. Okay. A community center parking lot. Get photographic evidence, videographic evidence, confiscate a discarded Feminine hygiene product from the gal. And they call Tiger and they say, hey, tell us about this Perkins waitress and hang up the phone. (laughs) Is this your homework, Larry? Is this your homework, Larry? (laughs) We know it's your homework, Larry. (sighs) Why can't you just wait two more weeks, Tiger, when you go to Vegas with Chuck? Yes. Yes. You can't wait two weeks to go to Vegas. You got to slum it at a Perkins. Have you ever seen Prime Rib on the menu and your and your mouth just waters? Because that was Tiger. You're not. You're Tiger Woods. Not only are you rich and famous and handsome and handsome, you got everything in the world going for you. Correct. You are the Derek Jeter of Tiger you're, Woods. You're not just okay. You're not just some indiscriminate white golfer no you're tiger woods correct not only are you tiger woods you look like tiger woods yes you stand out Mm -hmm. 
I couldn't pick Rory McIlroy out of a lineup if nope. there's if there's eight other white golfers in the lineup. Could not do it. Sure. Yeah. You're Tiger Woods, mm-hmm. dog. You can't be doing that stuff. One of you. And you can't be doing that stuff at Perkins. Of you and the Perkins waitress, one of you have been on Oprah. The other one is a Perkins what waitress. One of you are friends with Oprah. <laughs> so TMZ, not TMZ. So um, the National Enquirer is like, Tiger, listen, we're going to blow this thing up. Um, we're about to ruin your life. Sorry for it. Unless you do the cover of Men's Health. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, I forgot about that. Oh, I'm so excited to watch part two. It is so brilliant. So they literally blackmail him into selling issues of their magazine. He becomes a pawn to the media corporate machine. He's been caught with the Perkins waitress, but his addiction is so strong. I'll just go to a different Perkins. (laughs) (laughs) They'll never find out. The National Enquirer is literally following him around forever. Now, do you have a tail? But they got men's fitness to sell whatever ma- number of magazines. Legit evil but brilliant move. And for the connection there, Vital, I guess they're owned by the same company. Yeah. Okay. So as <laughs> so as Tiger, he's like he's been caught, but here's the thing, he's got away. His wife doesn't know. Like he like like Mike, like MJ and Chuck don't know he got caught because, you know, when you sleep up with the boys, there's repercussions. Like they're not going to let you hang out no more. It's going to be a whole thing. Tiger don't quit though. He don't quit at all. He's addicted. Her name's not Ellen. What is it? Elin? Elin. She was a stunner. Oh my gosh. Stunner. Stunner. You go from... Elon. You think Myers Leonard has a hot wife? To like, and it's not my jam, but I understand the appeal. World class prostitutes in Vegas. And then you go to Perkins waitresses. You have an addiction. This is a problem. You've got issues. Oh, heck yes, you do. It's not my thing, as I just said. You know, I don't. I don't pay for water bottles. No. Yeah. I, no, I don't buy water. I got a filter at my house. Like, Correct. No, I'm not going to buy your water bottles. Nope. It's a waste of money. Correct. Water's free. It just comes, I got it at my house. Couple things in life I've never paid for. <laughs> yeah. Water is one of them. Well, yep. And uh, that's the other one. Night yeah. At, a night at Denny's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't need the valet. No, thank you. So he gets his first dose, and we'll give you a second dose when we get back from the break, okay? The conclusion to. How much I love the Tiger Woods documentary because it had nothing to do with golf. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, ninety five point nine FM, AM six ten D Sports Animal. All right, back on the program, we're putting a bow on the Tiger Woods documentary. So tight. So it's it's a mental thing they claim. So Tiger, who what do we say his body count was? I think the over-under is 13, right? Okay. 13 out in the wild, and then who knows in Vegas. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, okay. So the documentary starts to claim that this is a – the reasoning behind it, it's a mental illness. That he uses it to escape the pain physically that he feels from being a professional athlete. Yeah. Psychologically. Sure. From loss in his life. Sure. 
He did other weird stuff. He became like a Navy SEAL for like five minutes. Yeah, well, now, yeah I forgot about that too. <laughs> he li- like Steve Williams does this thing. Stevie Williams, Steve Williams, yeah, whatever. Where he's like, he's like, yeah, me and Tiger legitimately had to talk about him quitting professional golf to become a Navy SEAL. Because <laughs> his dad was in Vietnam, the war, not the country. Only the same place. Well, it depends what time you're there. So Tiger can't quit. Can't quit. So he gets caught literally red-handed. Excuse me. Oh. oh. And then. Oh. Oh, that is that is horrible. Good but joke. Hilarious. It's a good joke. Yes, it is. So then Tiger is like, all right, I'm going to cut back on the Perkins. And I'm just going to go with Rachel Ulatek. And he says to her, because she's like a Vegas high dollar yeah. thing. And they're in love, by the way. Says her. He says her. Yeah. So he says, I need to fly you. I don't know if Tiger knows how to love since the passing of his father. Okay. That's <laughs> very Robin Williams, Goodwill Hunting of you. I wrote a, a poem about that. Yeah, I'm sure you did. <laughs> Tiger. T. For temptation. <laughs> I for intimidation. G for, for gosh. Spot. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so Tiger flies his I don't know, Las Vegas mistress. Do you want to use a different term? Yeah, might, might as well. You just say her name. Rachel. Yeah. Flies her to Australia to stay one floor down, one hotel room over because he doesn't want to do ambient all trip because you need ambient to sleep if you're not familiar he doesn't want to do ambient because he has to golf every morning and he's like if i have you i won't need no ambient and i can win the australian open and and you're the most important gal in my whole life or whatever so do you know who else is also staying in this hotel the National Enquirer. No, of course, because they're <laughs> everywhere, Tiger they is. They have literally never quit. Tiger, you don't get it. You don't get it. TMZ. So the National Enquirer says- I think I'll, I think I'll just uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put her in the floor below us so they'll, they'll never know. Yeah. That's the that's genius. <laughs> that's the genius. And when, when she, we won't even put people in the hall. They're like, watch out. We'll just let her come up the elevator to my room and knock on the door. And then your TMZ, what do you do? You wait. You wait. You keep waiting. Oh, okay. Doesn't come out. One can assume. You're not in there watching HBO. So the National Enquirer runs it. They say, forget. Fool me once. Shame on you. So Tiger and his mistress call call Elon. And they lie. They just lie through their teeth. He finishes the Australia Open. They fly back home. Everything should be cool. Except Tiger pops a couple of Amy and passes out on the couch. Elon takes his phone, <laughs> calls the mistress, wakes him up in the middle of the night. Thanksgiving weekend starts whooping his tail with a golf club. He wrecks his car and now everything's public and we're not telling you anything else you don't know. I mean... You're doing that. You lock your phone, right? Like that's entry level, right? You, that's like the first thing you do is like, oh, I'm cheating on my wife. 
Yes. And texting and calling that person with this cellular device. Why I'm high on Ambien. I should probably lock it. I've never had a passcode on my phone in my entire life. You know why? Because I don't cheat on my spouses. <laughs> sure. Don't need it. Ugh. Never been a philanderer. Never been an adulterer. I've never farved anybody with photographs, so I don't need to <laughs> lock my phone. <laughs> That's the truest sentence, too. That part? I've never done that part. Nah. No. 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 I, I understand that uh, the internet is forever. Yes. And uh, I'm not going to do that. Never, ever will the time come where I'm like, here you go. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. If, you're, if we're going to be that type of friends, we're going to do it the old-fashioned way. Very drunk, in person, <laughs> with moonlight from an open window, <clears throat> in whatever role play situation, based off whatever documentary I just watched. Bush's 16 stone in the CD player. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to come back down from this clown. That's not Bush. Yes, it come down is Bush. That's Creed. No, that's a different song. Isn't that the same? S- no, come down and. Um, oh, you're right. You're glycerin. Right. Yeah, glycerin. I remember that one. Oh yeah, of course that's book. Yeah, sixteen stone and razor blade suitcase were both very good. I probably still have sixteen stone. It should be in your player. Yeah, I think it's I, tremendous. I got an old CD book from Ma- teenage years. I think I still Don got Tiger's it. iPod. Machine Head is a is a banger. Sure, holds up. It, Absolutely, it holds Not up. Not a lot of music from that genre and that era, uh, era holds up. Are you familiar with British rock bands? I am. Because they are, the, I will tell you, they're the best one. Better than the Beatles? Okay. Better than the Rolling Stones? Okay. 505 <laughs> Call and berate Fred for having Bush even in the top 10. Gavin Rosdale, who is trending in the news recently. For reasons unbeknownst. <laughs> Check out the Tiger Woods documentary if you haven't done it. At the end, there's a redemption arc that I think is pointless. They could have cut the second one short. <laughs> I wanted I wanted more of Real Housewives of Tiger. That's what I wanted more of. You, apparently, there's a lot of it. There was a lot. Not enough for Not you. Not enough for me. Okay. I know what I likes, and that's what I likes. When we get back, you want to do a little interview? I think we should. How about we do it? Brand new head coach of the Albuquerque Yardvarks. Tamaris Montonio will join us. Montano, Montano. We're going to talk rugby football. Dame Buster presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. Powerman Mexico Opinion Coffee. 95.9 FM. AM 610, the sports animal. Back on the program. Just gave 45 minutes of my life to the Tiger Woods documentary. Yeah, thanks for slowly and painstakingly explaining a story that everyone who listens to our show knows about I'm already. telling you, it was the insight. <laughs> okay. I don't care about the facts. <laughs> I didn't sit here and say he's got 15 majors. I don't care about that. <laughs> I care about weird stuff. 15 majors and 13 minors. 
so so very often are we able to bring in friends of the show, and these friends of the show can be from anywhere in the New Mexico community. This one currently from Gallup. Tamar- Tamaris Montano is joining us, and and we know her through the uh, Albuquerque Aardvarks. And if you're not familiar with the Aardvarks, they're the rugby club here in town. We've done a ton of work with them. Um, if you follow their social media or our social media, you're aware that I've done like voiceovers for their games. Um, we Joel Joel Lewevino, who kind of like heads the team as guest hosted on this show multiple times. Um, Spiciest not, meme lord. Yeah, fire memes. Yeah, absolutely. And so the Aardvarks put out a press release the other day saying we're doing something special, we're doing something unique, and they br- they brought in Tamaris Montano, who's from Gallup and Navajo Nation, and she is now an assistant coach for the Albuquerque Aardvarks, the men's, rug- men's rugby club here in town. Tamaris, good morning. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. What a lovely little moment. Absolutely. Our pleasure. So, Tamaris, if you would maybe introduce yourself a little bit and talk about rugby here in New Mexico, and then we'll jump into how exciting it is for you to have this opportunity. Thank you for this opportunity. My name is Tamaris Montano. I am Mexican, born for the Salt Clan. I'm a member of the Navajo Nation and... I live in Gallup, and I've been in rugby for numerous years. I've worked in worked in different um, parts of rugby in New Mexico. I was a high school rugby team coach for the Gallup High School team, and um, I ended up doing an international team for our indigenous young men and now young women that are going to be playing um, in various parts of, of the world. And we're just now getting ourselves organized to be a actual nonprofit organization, along with actually getting ourselves organized so that way we can be a fierce team out there one day. Tamaris, thanks for spending your morning with us. We're really happy to have you on. Uh, where you. Where did your love of rugby originate? <laughs> Well, so my husband had actually played for Phoenix Rugby Club when we had lived down in Phoenix, and I was honestly just the sideline wife that was supporting her husband. And after him playing for numerous years, we had to move back to Gallup. And when we moved back to Gallup, my son was in high school, and he grew up with rugby in his life as well. So he asked us to open up or to start a rugby team and... So my husband was busy, and he couldn't do it. They both asked if I would coach the team, and we expected somebody else in our community to step up and take the team over. So I started getting it together and started recruiting and started getting all the young men involved. And and what is it now, 15 years later, nobody's ever stepped up. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's ever helped. I mean, our whole family, my all my kids play. And, you know, my daughter's first word for growing up, I know when she was a baby, her first word was pitch, which means the rugby field. And, and you know, it's just ordinarily a football field or soccer field. But that was her first word, and that's how involved our family was with rugby. <laughs> that, hey, that's the thing about coaching, right? There are two types of, of individuals who do it, those who really want to and those who are asked. And those are like yeah. the only two mm-hmm. types of coaches, and I don't know which produces better. Um, my question, Tamaris, is uh, specifically as it relates, like uh, I guess not just Navajo Nation, but like Native Americans. What there's an enthusiasm for rugby that is unmatched elsewhere. Like what about what about the culture of rugby has just connected so strongly to to the Native American and 
enthusiast? You know, a lot of the lot of the reservations have limited fields, um, have limited sports. So a lot of them love basketball. But when that basketball turns into a game of football or or you know something similar to that, they call it res ball, where they're fighting over the ball and they're <laughs> trying to score. And and these are young kids. So for some reason. Rugby is very similar to res ball, very similar. I mean, they're still fighting and trying to get the ball away from one another and, and playing games, childhood games like King of the Hill. So I feel like it's so parallel to what they already have going on in their lives. So what's it like being a woman in a male-dominated sport? I mean, oh. these these I we're friends with a lot of the the Aardvarks dudes, and you know they're they're the kindest, sweetest, gentlest dudes. Best drinking. Dudes. They are chock full <laughs> of testosterone. What's it like hanging out with all these dudes and being the only woman on the pitch? Well, so the Navajo culture and a lot of families, including mine, the women are in charge of their families, and so we're. Um, What's it called? Maternalistic culture. Sure. Yeah. So I, so I use that as my foundation. Uh, one of the things I don't do is I'm not a traditional um, coach. I don't like lines. I like talking to people, asking questions, getting them to think. And to me, that motherhood part of that is already in a lot of people, and more so mothers. I mean, for example, a kid gets quiet in their house, and you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, and it's the same concept. I mean, you see a player not doing well, he's, he's not performing well, you're like, hey, what are you doing? What's going on? So you already, I already have that motherly instinct to help the team um, and to help any males. And, and rugby is not the only male-dominated coach for one season, I believe. Um, I was an assistant high school varsity coach at Gallup, and Gallup had been losing for years before, and I taught the players how to tackle, and I don't ever show them per se. Like, yeah, no, they're not going to touch me by any means. <laughs> but I was able to use other players as, as an example, and I taught the football team how to tackle. And and so we actually won our very first um, game ever in Gallup against Miamira, uh-huh. and I was part of that group. You know, and, and we actually won quite a few games. And the following year, I didn't join. I, and football is really intense. It's six days a week. It's um, from May to November, and it's a lot of work. So <laughs> I like something where I can actually spend some time with my family and enjoy stuff. So I did that as well. And then I also joined, I mean, I also um, coached a high school, I mean, middle school wrestling team and at St. Michael's High School in Arizona. And that was a lot of fun. And I had a couple of players that had a little bit of experience, so I used them as examples. And and we did quite well for our little team. I mean, we were a Division One team, I believe. And I've had, I want to say there was 11 players, and um, out of those 11 players, nine of them placed in the top five of our 
of our oh, okay. um, stuff. Yeah, so I feel like my being a woman, my being a um, Navajo lady, I'm able to help the team by being different and, and showing these coaches that, I mean, showing these players that player-based coaching, what I do, is a lot more effective than being a traditional yelling at them, screaming at them, having lines and not asking questions. So my personality fits right with that player-based coaching style that I do use in every sport. Tamaris Montano, assistant coach for the Albuquerque Aardvarks, joining us now. To my understanding, and it's all COVID, Van, it's all COVID if this happens. The Aardvarks are going to travel to Denver April 24th for their first match in like over a year. Um, so that's yeah. so that's my understanding. If it works out, why was it such a why was it such a no brainer for you, Tamaris, to become part of the this Aardvarks team? And can you talk a little bit about what the Aardvarks are in the Albuquerque community? So when I actually coached the high school team, um, it was very costly, and my family took the burden of that cost. And and like our first year, we spent like twelve thousand dollars to help our team and that included everything from gas to meals to jerseys to practice gear to shoes and and sometimes we had to buy a couple pairs of of um regular shoes for them to wear we had kids that were so impoverished with with financial means of being able to support themselves and sportsmen. And so we did a lot for those young men. The, one of the, and, and all of New Mexico rugby has really did help my team, but the Aardvarks did so much more than that. They literally ended up giving us sometimes cash. I mean, $1,000 here, you know, and, and they came one time and actually did a little clinic with my team um, there, and whenever we played, they've always stay and supported my team. And to me, to have these young men that were so powerful on the pitch, to see them play and then they come on and cheer my team was so, I don't know, it just, it, their artworks have meant a lot to me. And, and that goes for a lot of the adult teams as well, because there's, you know, artworks not the only one. But I think the standard of what they have set across Outside, across, you know, wait, let me say that over. The standard that they had set for the rugby teams outside of rugby is awesome. They give back so much to the community in forms of working different um, societies and charities. So I feel like it's a good fit because I don't know, Fred, if you remember, but we met you down in Gallup for the Big Brothers Big Sisters. I do. We did a big big Mm -hmm. fundraiser for Big Brothers Big Sisters Mountain Region Mm -hmm. uh, last fall. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So, yeah. So we do a lot within our community, and I feel like that would fit in with with what I believe in. And um, I I know that the other teams as well do a lot for, for Albuquerque and their communities. Tamaris, one of my favorite things about youth sports and high school sports is watching boys turn into men. What are some of these lessons from rugby that aids in that process? Um, I think the most important thing is the team bonding, that brotherhood that actually makes people accountable. And it goes for adult teams as well. When 
people don't show up, players don't show up for their practices, the team needs to ask why. And if the team culture is set right, that team will do so. That team will see what's going on. And I think it also helps outside of rugby. Unfortunately, with New Mexico, our suicide rates are up, not only for children, but for adults as well. And if we were to keep these young people in our lives and be able to check on them because of the brotherhood that rugby has to offer, then why not join more? Why not join the Aardvarks to be able to put something that is missing in your life back in it? You know what I mean? And and to me, that's the most important attribute for the rugby community. Um, I think another thing is it gives players a different level of violence. And people are like, what? It gives them, because there's no pads, it shocks the body to be tackled. It literally shocks the body. And that shock makes young men men. Oh, I like it, that. And it's good. Yeah, it does. And it's no other. I mean, if a, and a boxers understand this, a football player understands that shock. You know, it, it literally jolts the whole system. And it makes you feel like you're alive. It makes you feel like there's something better than what you have going on. So are you going to show up to the next practice? Tamaris, thank you so very much for your time this morning. Thank you so very much for what you're doing with the community. And we are excited to support you as you support rugby in Albuquerque throughout New Mexico and specifically youth sports. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I like that. What a cool what a cool little what a cool little women crush Saturday. Sure. Yeah. I'm into that. <laughs> ABQRugby.com for more information on the team. Um, obviously always taking a lot of support, always taking follow them on social media. If the least you can do is find this team and follow them on social media. Number one, their memes are fire. They have fire memes. You will one hundred percent not be disappointed yeah. if you follow the Albuquerque Aardvarks. Correct. And then uh, they only give to the community. I mean, it's, these are not paid athletes. It's a club, um, but they do their absolute best to support youth and growth and sport uh, here in New Mexico, not just Albuquerque, Gallup, Navajo Nation, and all that around. You can tell she's got a passion for it because she invests her own money into it, too. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah, This you know how it is, Youth Coast. We have a lot of youth coach listening right now. Like, hey, we know that you're buying snacks. We know that you're doing pizza parties. We also know that you're buying a bucket of balls. We also know that you're making all the efforts to do drives and commitment to kids. So um, so anyways, that's a fun little spotlight. I'm glad we got to do it. Van, you want to go to break? And then when we get back from break, NBA Hall of Fame. Dame Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. Powered by Mexico Pinion Coffee, 95.9 FM, AM 610. The sports animal. Rugby. How about hug me? Why do I have to buy these t-shirts that say free hugs? That's a, that one's in the works. I don't have that one yet. It's not my best spoken word of that I've ever done. I got a guy. Yeah, are you re- are you referring to yourself? Oh yeah, 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 me, me. I'm talking about me. You're referring to yourself. We're gonna talk NBA Hall of Fame, but first we're gonna take a detour. As friend of the show, Andrew calls. Andrew, what's going on, my friend? Why are you supporting the Aggies? What are they doing today? What's going on, Fred? I'm just uh, calling to give you some good news, you know? Oh! There's more to life than uh, than Lobo's doom and gloom. You know, the Aggies, <laughs> the Aggies are in the WAC championship again. They're probably going to win. They're probably going to go to the tournament. They're yep. going to do it every year. So you not being a native New Mexican, you know, that's something to 
maybe dig a little deeper and look into. And, and uh, you know, they've been to a Final Four, several Sweet 16s. So, you know, there's more, you know, it's something, something, something positive. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be willing to get you a New Mexico State t-shirt. Will you wear it? I, I will absolutely wear it. Because I will, I will attend New Mexico State at University of New Mexico, but I will cheer for the away team because that's how I get down in this town. Fred goes full heel every time he gets the chance. Fred, Fred's, Fred's, in a, Fred's an XL, but he wears L because he likes them tight. Vital currently he, he used to be a medium. In fourth grade, <laughs> Vital currently sporting a New Mexico State Aggie shirt as we speak to you, Andrew. Um, yeah, number number. So what? They were the third seed, is that right? Over the number one seed, Grand Canyon. Right, third seed over the number one seed, Grand Canyon. Aggies are favored by two and a half, which I don't know why they lost to Grand Canyon twice this season, but they they've been looking pretty good. The it, game's at eight o'clock on ESPNU. And uh, should be exciting. Isn't like nine of the ten Aggies like seniors? It's something crazy, right? Like the, it's a senior-heavy team. Uh, major transfer, major transfers come in. We always got Canadians, uh, people from out of the country. Uh, not the yeah, McCants is a senior. Um, got a couple other seniors, but it seems like it's always like that every season because we get so many transfers. Uh, if you want Paul Weir back, he's back on the market, Andrew. <laughs> Man, that was a that was a that was that was bad for the Lobo fan. That was just a bad deal. It was bad from the beginning. Still, Why paying New Mexico State? Yes, yeah, they know. Him on the deal. That so. was a, that was a bad deal from the beginning. You do not take sloppy seconds from your rival. The right the thing that is so exciting about like New Mexico State right now is like because this tournament this year, obviously COVID nineteen whatever, but it's gonna be so unlike any other tournament. You're gonna have a winner this year that you cannot predict. Like with exactly, yeah, with the teams getting in and the teams that may, if there's a COVID forfeit, I know they're doing a weird like four teams in the waiting for the round of 32, 64 teams, whatever, all that stuff makes sense. But after that, if you don't win, like if you can't play because you're sick, your team just loses. Like New Mexico State could get right. all the way to the finals and not have to play a single game. Like, I mean, right. I'm, that's Grand ridiculous. Grand could test positive today and they could yep. be automatically in the tournament. Just crazy, the craziest thing. Andrew, appreciate you being a listener to the show. Appreciate your fandom of the Aggies. Thank you for taking the time. Thanks, Andrew. All right, take it easy, guys. Have Good a nice dude. Day. I like his energy. Every time he reaches out. His, Every his calls are better than our show. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. There, I, we, I've said this so many times. <laughs> there is sports fan in this town right now listening to this program as we are talking. Who knows more is more passionate, cares more, but they're just not on the radio. They work at a they work at a warehouse, or they're driving a truck, or they're doing landscaping, or they're whatever. We are not the best, and that is obvious. Well, I wouldn't say obvious. True, maybe not obvious. <laughs> there are thirteen mics at this station that rank higher than us, and then us. All right, the class of 2021 finalists for the NBA Hall of Fame, okay? I'm going to give them to you, and then you give me your gut reaction, boys. Vital, you're in on this. Sorry, I know you're working. I'm going to give you the names, and I'm only going to do, like, the North American Committee. We're not going to do, like, contributors. We're not going to do, like, direct elect, like, none of that weird boring stuff that we don't understand okay rick adelman check chris bosh not first time but yes 
You think he gets in? Yeah. Why? Because he was very good at basketball. <laughs> Why else would he be in the Hall of Fame? He was not very good at basketball. You're wrong. You put Rick Adelman as a coach because as a player, he was fine. He was fine. But you put him in as a coach. Listen to this. He won over a 1,000 games as a coach. It's a lot of That's games. That's crazy. I had no idea. Did it for a long time. I That is a thing I did not know. Didn't win. Didn't, uh, not a winner, though. Not a winner. Well, he went from like middling team to middling team. Yeah. Yeah, he was never on. He's never a, never had the dudes. I'm about to break your heart here. Okay. Chris Bosh does not make it. No. It, he didn't play enough. You don't think so? No. He had a pretty big peak, though. So did – his peak wasn't even as good as, like, Tracy McGrady. You know, like, there are some guys that got hurt and were able to come back and do it again. I think careers are super similar. Do you feel M- that way? McGrady and Bosch, super, like, elite players, really high peaks, had to end their careers early because of injuries. I say he gets in, but not first or second time. How do you feel about Michael Cooper? He's a bubble guy. I don't think he's going to make it. You know what he should do is, uh, is this the same Michael Cooper that uh, is a coach the Lobos? Uh, well, former Lobo, yeah. yeah. Michael Cooper. He will coach the Lobos. Yes, if they, he will. He should coach the Lobos. If they, if they get him an honorary degree, he will be the Lobos coach. He doesn't have a college degree, and for whatever is that a prerequisite? It, it At is. UNM, it is. Yeah. No, there's yeah. a lot of colleges, Division One, you don't have to. It's not required. Yeah. But at UNM, it is. How is? is I, are you guys messing with me right now? Because no, I this, have not heard this. This is very true. He'd probably already be the coach if it wasn't for this stupid rule. Have Jeff and JJ talked about this, and I missed it all week? Like, I'm dead serious. I'm very surprised. For why would you need a college degree? To coach. I don't understand. That doesn't make any sense to me. He won five ships with the Showtime Lakers. Yeah. Plus, he coached the Albuquerque Thunderbirds, which was a former D-League team here in town, to a championship. He's also coached in the WNBA. Championships. He's won a couple. No, you guys, you're okay. It's not a joke. Really? It's not a joke. We're not messing with you. This is a real prerequisite for coaching. All Eddie Nunez right now. Get him on the show. Get him on the show. Get him on the show next week. Lenny, we're up against a break, but we want to get you in as soon as we can. Welcome to the program, Lenny. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Fair. No, it's it's real. They have to get a waiver for Cooper to coach since he doesn't have a college degree, and that position is written up on the school uh, for hiring purposes as a college degree. Hey, I, I, got so you, I got I got your I'm fix. I'm going to make it real quick, though. Since right. we don't have WandaVision this week, <laughs> I would recommend that you watch The Boys on Amazon Prime. Oh, I've seen it. It's excellent. Fred's a big fan. I'm a big fan of The Boys. That, that, that and then The Umbrella Academy. I watched that one. That one was pretty good, too. I, I watched, and, it, with the, I watched and, it with the next and, girlfriend. And, and then we got Doom Patrol. Oh, my God. Lenny, how much that TV one, time know. do you have? Oh, my gosh. Lenny, yeah, I, I got so, your solution for The Lobos, Coach. UNM gives him an honorary degree. Okay, Problem can I just solved. Real quick, as much as I love Michael Cooper, 
you know, and he has all of these accolades in coaching. I don't think he would be a good college basketball coach. Uh-oh. And the name that he has will not resonate with the kids now growing up because they're going to go Michael who? <laughs> Magic who? <laughs> I- I'm not being rude. It's, I mean, it's just like people saying Cooper should be in the Hall of Fame. Well, if he should be in the Hall of Fame, why isn't he in already? Well, I want him to be the coach so me and Fred can make hanging with Mr. Cooper jokes Thank every you. week. That's also what I want. Well, you know, that's a different story. But, you know, let's just get back to the comic thing. So now you got one week now to Falcon and Winter Soldier. Stoked. Very excited. And, but, but next week, you got the bigger one. The four-and-a-half-hour Justice League movie. Ah. Yeah, we're going to need to marathon that, literally. Ooh, and I actually put on my Facebook page, they broke it down into six sections you could watch it in. Oh, oh interesting. Four, in 40-minute blocks, so you don't sit there and try to do it all at once, which, of course, I will, because between that and then King Kong and Godzilla, your month is set. That's so. There, we're going to break on that, Lenny. We're going to cut you loose, but we're going to break on that. The yeah. the thing about King Kong and Godzilla is that's one I don't see a lot of movies in theaters. I'm not like that guy, but that's one I will need. To, I'm not going to watch it on my TV, sure, but I will watch that destruction. And like, I need the the seven point one Dolby Digital surround. I need the full experience if I'm going to even give that up. And, so and, and the fight scene of them. Yeah, I need that on the, uh, on the big on screen. The cruise ship is eighteen minutes long. Whoa. Stoked. Lenny, you're the best. We we get our second shot on the 7th. Yes. That means we're clean on the 21st. When does King Kong and Godzilla come out? <laughs> That's what we need. I will go to the theater once I'm like completely the first thing, inoculated. Hey, how'd you celebrate your, your full vaccination? <laughs> King Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get back. We're going to finish this NBA Hall of Fame talk. Uh, and then to close out the program, today's varsity is um, first time, your first car. Okay. Today's varsity. Okay. First car. Dame Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by Mexico Pinion Coffee, 95.9 FM, AM 610, D Sports Animal. Had a lot of fun this morning, Van. I failed to mention earlier, and I'll do so now. If you are interested in playing the rugby, like if you're like, hey, I'm, I've been sitting around for a year and I need to get back into shape or find some activity, or if you've only hit the weights for a year, and you're like, <laughs> um, yeah, reach out through the social media for the Albuquerque Aardvarks. Uh, literally look up Albuquerque Aardvarks on whatever social media platform you're on. You'll find them immediately. Otherwise, abqardvarkrugby at gmail.com. Uh, don't forget, double A in Aardvark, man. Double A. Double A in Aardvark. So that's a, um, that's a thing you can do. Depending on how thorough your dictionary is, it's probably the first word in your dictionary. Yes. Or Aaron. Might be Aaron. Tamaris Montano, uh, we mentioned earlier, I had met her previously in my walk of life last fall helping Big Brothers Big Sisters with a fundraiser out at the um, Fox Run Golf Course in Gallup. Have you been? Do you Have you been out to Gallup? Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. This is, it is like a rolling, like mountain surrounded, just beautifully a kept, beautifully managed course. Uh, well, Big Brothers Big Sisters Mountain Region is doing uh, their golf scramble in May this year. So it's coming up. So we, they hope to obviously be COVID safe and COVID practicing at that point to where everyone can return to the links. Uh, so Big Brothers, Big Sisters, as you are aware, they take donation irregularly, uh, monetarily, uh, gifts, really anything. You want to you bequeath your, I don't know, your car, whatever. I mean, just get a hold of us, though. 
So find your boys, uh, www.talkabq.com. Find us on social media. Reach out to us, and we will put you in contact with Big Brothers Big Sisters. Uh, and then also, like, if you just want to golf, like, I'm sure, I'm sure you can figure that out too. So you want to put in a foursome for a scramble? Go out to Gallup. I went out and volunteered last year. It was tremendous. So Big Brothers Big Sisters Mountain Region. Uh, you can find their website, Big Brothers Big Sisters BBBS Mountain Region Okay, back to NBA Hall of Fame. Here's where it gets good. So Marquise Johnson is an option. I'm going to tell you he doesn't get in. There's a reason he hasn't got in yet. Um, he is not better than other people who have opportunity to be in. I'll agree with you there. Okay. Hey, let's let's rewind for Chris Bosch. We have Oh, okay. I, I yeah. would not. I would not. I agree. I think he should be in. Okay. Chris Bosch? Chris Bosch. I disagree. But okay. He, yeah. I, know, I know you do. So I did not think he would have had this many. He was an 11-time All-Star. Okay, I didn't realize. 11. 11-time All-Star. That's Hall of Fame. He was an 11-time All-Star? I would have guessed five or six. Centers had disappeared during that time. Well, he was more than a center. Well, because everyone was. But I'm telling you, he was an All-Star every year at the center position. Because like once those teams started going like three guards and two forwards and spreading the floor out, like all those teams did at that at that playing time, that 2005 through 2015. 11-time All-Star, two-time NBA champion, Olympic gold medalist, and he got a bunch of votes for MVP. Never got close to winning it. No. He, they voted for him. He's never the best player in the league at the time he was in the league. 100%. Never. Yeah. Marquise Johnson, he out. So here's one that's interesting to me. This is this is the definition of fringe. Tim Hardaway. Bubble. Yeah. Unfortunately, bubble. Yeah. And Tim Hard Tim Hardaway's kid is going to be better than Tim Hardaway. And Tim Hardaway was very good. Sure. There was a point in his career he wasn't even the best Hardaway in the league. <laughs> it's true. Won a ship in Miami. He was like a rebounding guard. That's how I remember him. You do it all. All right, I got my first sure one, okay? okay? Former KU Jayhawk, former kind of a lot of NBA teams, but probably known for the Celtics, Paul Pierce. 100%. 100%. First time on the ballot this year, and he should be he should get in on the first time. Also, I have a belief if you can if you can make something a trend, then you've changed the game, and he brought back headbands. That's a, a wonderful reason. Yes. Yeah. On that alone. Headbands had fallen out of favor. Yeah. Paul Pierce brought him back. All I mean, I will vote for a guy who poops himself, comes back onto the field, um, excuse me, back onto the court in a wheelchair, gets up, and leads his team from come behind victory. Just the poop game that... Uh, You've lost me. You don't remember the poop game? Yes, I do, but I don't real. I don't believe this is a. If you're going headband, I'm going poop game. Is this in the Namath Hall of Fame? What you're talking about? <laughs> no. His name is College. Naismith. Naismith. Yeah. Bill Russell is already a Hall of Famer. Everyone knows that. Is he a Hall of Fame coach? As he is now eligible this year as a coach. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're already in. Why not? I don't know. You want to go in twice? I don't see why not. Come on, guy. Ben Wallace. Bubble. It's one of those it's an honor to be nominated, guys. I agree. Yeah. That that Detroit those Detroit teams, the O four, O five, O six, is that right? O three, O four, O five? He had about four good years, but I think Van's right to be in the hall. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. 
What could be? I, I wouldn't say that to his face. No, I'll tell no. you that much. Big guy, man. <laughs> what could be in the hall is like, are you know when you go to those things and they have like cardboard cutouts of NBA players and you stand next to him to see the size difference? Yeah, you could do his silhouette because he has like the afro. The afro. That, it's his afro should be in the Hall of Fame. Correct. Yeah. yeah. He has real life hair based off Halloween costumes. <laughs> Chris Webber could get into the Hall of Fame as a player. True or false? I say yes. Uh, yeah. He could also get in as a broadcaster. He's tremendous. Not the first one. Maybe second or third. Yeah, I don't think he's the first first ballot. I, I mean, there's a good shot. Paul Pierce is the only one that gets in this year. I think he's the only one that deserves to get in this year. On the first ballot? Yeah. None of these guys are first ballot guys to me. And uh, Not a single one. Paul Pierce gets in. And I don't know the WNBA players. Gonna be gonna be honest here. I only could name like three WNBA players. Yolanda Griffith was a big deal for a long time. Okay, she will get it on the first ballot. Well, good for her. But I I, I agree. I don't know Marianne Stanley as a coach. I'm, I'm not familiar with her work. Letta Andrews. I'm not familiar with her work. Um, Griffith, eight time WNBA All Star champion and Finals MVP. Yeah, that's a pretty good resume. She and I'm familiar with her. Like she, I mean, she, she got game, but. Wait, she's the girl from She Got Game? No. Okay. Because I know who that is. <laughs> uh, just a couple highlights from the contributors' side. Marv Albert has that opportunity. Uh, Doug Collins has an opportunity. Ooh, talk about Tiger Woods. Marv Albert's a guy who knows how to party. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> this It's always so weird with these contributor ones. Like, I... I guess you can kind of let in anyone. Jim Valvano's on that list. I think he'll get in. Um, He's not already in? I don't think in like the contributor aspect. Mm. If you haven't this year yet, go back and watch. Oh, this God. is the NBA Hall of Fame, so he, he is for college. Yeah. Oh, yeah, duh. Yeah. Okay, duh. Of course he is. Go back and watch. 1993, SB Arthur Ashe Award winner, Jim Valvano, as he announces the Jimmy V Foundation. <sighs> oh, I'm tearing up just thinking about it. The look, three, at that, look at that, Fred. Look the, at that. Yes. My hairs are standing up on my forearms just thinking about that speech. The Woo. three core Woo. values of my life I live based off that speech. Every day, I want to be moved to laughter. Every day, I want to be moved to emotion. And every day, I want to be moved to think. And I get those three things I pursue through the influence of Jimmy V. I'm going to listen to that speech the second the show's over. It Forget the final segment. We'll just play that speech. Can we legally do that? Yes, you can legally do that. Okay, well, let's play it. <laughs> Forget, we're, we're skipping the varsity. We're playing Jimmy V's yeah. speech. The answer is uh, Pontiac Sunfire. That's the number one car. So there you go. Your first car is a Sunfire? No, mine was not. Okay. How did you fit? Oh, okay. I see what we're doing here. Okay. <laughs> I see what we're doing here. Hey, Honda Civic's the real answer, right? Anyways, we'll it get- could be the real answer. <laughs> Sunfire is strong. Yes. <laughs> Should have saved it for the last segment. There was no surefire one. There was no Tim Duncan. There was no Kevin Garnett. There was no... Paul Pierce is 100%. Not a first ballot, man. You don't think so? He could be. I think he is. He could be. Played almost 20 years, 10-time All-Star. NBA champ, finals in, MVP. In a stronger class, he is not. Poop game. Chris Weber is most famed for the college game. 
Well, let's take a timeout and talk about that. I see what you did there. You like that? There were no timeouts left to take. <laughs> they like that Fab Five. The way they did, and also, they kicked off the ESPN Thirty for Thirty series. It wouldn't exist without that. It's a good one. That Fab Five team with Jalen Rose and Javel McGee was he on there? Bonkers. Um, yeah, like bonkers. But what they did with like long shorts, black on black on black shoes. They started a fashion trend. I still wear black on black on black Nikes when I play ball because of the Fat Five. I just love that. Juan Howard. So good. Jalen Rose. So good. I can't believe they didn't. They never won an NCAA championship, did they? No, they lost two of them. They lost two, yeah. Lost, like, like in the ship to the hated Chris Leitner. And the often what Jimmy King was one. Yeah, Jimmy King. That's the fifth guy. I Ray always, Jackson, he was always one. For, always forget Jimmy King. Not JaVale McGee. What was I saying? Yeah, those dudes were unreal. And also like took a lot of money and broke a lot of rules. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, you mean like everyone? I do mean like everyone. I think Ray Jackson runs kind of like a um like a youth basketball thing now. In an AAU program, yeah, and it's like apparently like the one. It's like the like if you want your kid to like become like the pro kid, five star Nike camp, yeah, all the time. Christian Laner goes to that nineteen ninety two Olympic team. Is that right? Ninety two could have grabbed any of these guys. Took Isaiah Thomas' spot. Oh, gosh. Because MJ hated Isaiah Thomas. The biggest so diss. MJ kept Isaiah Thomas off the dream team. The greatest diss in the history of disses. So strong. Yeah. You thought Shania, Tra- Shania Twain put Brad Pitt through the mud? No. <laughs> this this was it. What what did Brad Pitt ever do? He don't deserve Shania- that. Yeah. I, I get he- that he doesn't impress her much. Wow. <laughs> Grabbing a break. When we get back. Today's varsity. First cars, okay? Today's varsity. Okay. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. We're, of course, powered by Mexico Pinion Coffee. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Made a good program today. What's your favorite part, man? You mansplaining Tiger Woods for 45 minutes? You act like... <laughs> you act like... I, I'm i impassioned by that. My favorite part was Tamaris Montano joining us. It's a big women crush Saturday for us. Thank you to her and the Albuquerque Isotopes. Thank you for caller Lenny. Thank you to caller Andrew. Had a lot of fun with them boys. All right, Van. Okay. Today's varsity, right? First cars is today's varsity. I'm going to give you my first car before we start. My first car was a 1992 Toyota pickup truck two-door. That was the name of the car, the official name. I bet you wish you had that back, too. Yes. Those trucks are now priceless. Correct. It's the one, Vital, from the Back to the Future movie. That's the one I had. Yeah. I had one just like it. It went over 350,000 miles. My dad still has it on like his like like farm-type deal thing that he lives on, and he, he lugs it around empty rolling fields all day. 
So that was my first car. What'd you have, man? I had a 1986 Ford Thunderbird. Okay, so okay, that's a good one. Wow, it had a 5.0 in it, Vital. What does that mean? Is eight, that eight cylinder? Yeah, eight cylinder, five five liter. Did you have to take it to the garage a lot? Um, I had to take it to the shop after I wrecked it for the first time. <laughs> oh, it wasn't my fault though. Fun fact: I've never been in a wreck that was my fault. Oh, yeah. I had a seventy-four. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an excellent Ford, driver. Yeah. I had a seventy-four Ford Pino. You can tell my age. Sweet. That's another one. I bet you wish you had back. I would rock a Pinto in 2021 if I get my hands on one. Better than a Yugo. <laughs> Here's a rule on your first car: like you can't drive your first car unless you can change a tire on your first car. That's a really good rule. That is a rule that was given to me by my father. You're not allowed to drive this car unless you know how to change the tire. So that, listener, I think you have to always consider in first car. All right, I got my list. You ready? Hit me. So I am 36 years old, correct? So I picked, because every girl I had a crush on had this, the Pontiac Sunfire. It's a great one. They were garbage? Yeah. Yeah, they were. They cost like... $5,000 $5,000 brand new. Yeah. Don't know if that's exactly true, but it's got to be close. Sure. And every 16-year-old girl when I was 16 had one. Yeah. And I had I can like assure you, you can make out in a back seat comfortably. Even you? Even me. That's impressive. Yeah, you got to push the front seats all the way up. <laughs> the Sunfire is like great value Firebird. Yes. It's got the same like shape on the hips, mm-hmm. but it's like shrunk down and tinier. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a Dodge K car. Very though. weird. Small engine. Very weird. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one, Vital. Yeah. Itty bitty. All right. What do you got, Van? Well, I said it last last segment, the Honda Civic. Okay. The Honda Civic. It's moderate, midsize, four-door sedan. They run forever. Comfortable and safe. They, you buy one a few years old, buy yep. high mileage. You know you're going to milk some time out of it perfect first kid car. can't hot rod it speaking of why did all these kids i grew up with either have the mid-90s mustang or the mid-90s camaro that was a terrible decision yeah. the loud muffler I, oh i had a i had a 91 mustang <laughs> 5.0 gt in my senior year of high school yeah because of one vanilla ice song you thought you had to have that it's still my favorite car <laughs> now i had a, a hard top i didn't have the convertible oh, okay yeah sorry for you had those pony five-star rims mm. I don't know what that last thing meant. Yeah. Well, so if you if you know cars, you know. <laughs> you remember when you were a kid and you would go on like a weekend camping trip at the local, like the closest state park, and everyone would show up in their Chevy Cavaliers. My, you would just have a a circle oh, yeah. of Chevy Cavaliers. Yeah. Sure. Those were terrible first cars. Even for a car guy, um, whenever I talk to car guy, yeah, I always like with great trepidation. And say, so, yeah, I mean, it's it was an automatic, though. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, one t- that's on my list. A five-speed should be your first car. Yes. Yeah, you should, you should yeah, learn should to drive a manual. stick. Yeah. 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 I learned on a five-speed. Forget a security system. Yes. Forget a, the club. Mm-mm. If your car is manual. No one's messing no with it. No one's stealing it. No. <laughs> but here's what they're going to do, because they know you're super B.A., is people are going to break in to take the gun that you keep under your seat. Sure. Because you drive a five-speed. Yeah. All those, reach into your glove box and take all those Magnum condoms out. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. 
the I, had act- to, I had to learn stick on the we on the steering wheel. Oh, oh, I don't know about that. That's before me. What's that called? Three on a tree. Is that what that's called? Uh, yeah. Okay, so for most of us, the first car that you ever had was the red and yellow oversized Tyco plastic car. That was going to be my real answer. Is that your real answer? Yeah, you beat me to it. That was going to be my last. One. <laughs> I was going to. I was going to close with that. We need to spend less time with each other. <laughs> what a cool friendship we have. <laughs> Coming up with the same jokes. So that's the one for you. That's yeah. Or maybe the Sidewinder RC car. That's a good one too. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, Micro machines. It's probably your, a lot of people's first car. That guy that talks really fast. Everyone knows what the first car is, though. The 1908 Ford Model one more T. Top. Yeah. <laughs> if your first car was the first assembly line mass-produced available to the masses, 1908 Ford Model T, that's a good first. It didn't have windshield wipers. didn't have a horn. Had a bumper and headlights. What a good little, what a good little varsity today. Oh, for show. Those like slot cars too. Like slot cars are fire. What cars? Slot cars are for like slot car tracks. Oh, sure. Those yeah, are yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I used to run a down. I used to run a soapbox derby when I ran the rotary in St. Louis. We had a we had a soapbox derby race every summer for the kids and none of them have any exposure to this so you'd have to line the soapbox derby track with hay bales sure because they would naturally inevitably crash a hundred percent a third to halfway down if not knowing that information whatsoever if someone (laughs) to say has fred ever hosted a boxcar derby i would say Here's the here's my mortgage. <laughs> here's the deed to the farm. Yes, he has. Of course, Fred has done that. You know what would have been good here though? It's like like all the things were like, hey, first cars, like like thirty six year old gal who is our age would have a completely different exposure to it. Naturally. Yeah, it would be like whichever one had the mirror and the drop down visor. Oh. <laughs> Vital, we good to go? What a fun show today. It's a good one. My favorite thing about like uh, jumping so much between like sports and like not sports is you are good at sports and I am not. I mean, when I look in the mirror, okay. I try to tell myself you're good at everything. It's very a uh, Stuart Smalley-esque of me in the morning. People just had to Google Stuart Smalley. You're good enough. You're smart enough. And doggone it. People like you. Those are your final words? I don't see why not. <laughs> Vital, good job today. Thank you very much. Go Aggies. Van? Bye. <laughs> good job, everyone. <laughs> GG. See you next week, Burke.